Well, hello and welcome to episode two of the House of MGTV. Uh, no, that's not even right. MTVG. No. <laughs> See, this is this is <laughs> it's new. All good. This is new. This is still new. I don't. I don't remember. And our, you got shit on your brain. I don't. I do have shit on. Our, I do have shit on my brain. Uh, yes. Welcome to the House of uh, MTVG. Um, you know, 2020 has been a dick punch of a year. I don't think anybody can debate that. Um, everybody. Several of them, dude. Yeah. Um, it's been a lot of loss uh, in in our world of movies and televisions and video games. And, you know, when we, we talk about those things, you know, comic books are definitely looped into that in a big way. You know, we lost Stan not that long ago we lost steve ditko not long ago we lost denny o'neill um you know all great comic book creators writers and artists um but you know as of ending of an era yes 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 um but as of 30 minutes ago we now have another unfortunate name to add to that list and that is uh the name of a person who has portrayed one of these characters on the big screen. Um, and the first one to do so, of course, you know, obviously we lost Chris Reeves a long time ago, who was the guy who brought Superman onto the, to the movie screen when I was a little kid. And when, uh, when guy was a little kid, but, uh, God, those movies, they, they changed so much about the film and, they they just opened a genre. Yeah, they did. I mean, they did. You had Batman come next. It was just yeah. It was. It can't you can't say enough about him, but obviously uh, about Chris Reeves. But still, that's obviously not where we're not we're where going we're going. At. And I'm sure by the time you're listening to this, the news has reached your ears. But uh, Chadwick Boseman, who brought uh, King T'Challa to the big screen, the Black Panther himself. Uh, has passed away from colon cancer at the very, very young age of 43. Um, and heartbreaking, heartbreaking and shocking because yeah. he kept it a secret. Um, I read the, the full article as soon as it popped up on my phone because I was like, what in the fuck? Um, and I literally, my wife was... Um, you know, kind of helping our son fall asleep. She was hanging out in his room and I went bursting in and she was like, Oh my God, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And I just showed her the phone with the news article. And then I read through it and apparently four years ago. So probably in the midst of filming infinity war and end game and you know, maybe a little bit, maybe even as back far back as civil war. No civil war. He probably would have been done with civil war by then. Um, he was diagnosed with colon cancer or, and I yeah, didn't, four years I later, think his wow. family, I think his family is the only one that knew other than doctors. I don't even know if he was getting treated for it because that might've made playing black Panther impossible. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. All I know yeah, is that I, I'm just, it, it's a great loss. It's a huge my, loss. It's immeasurable. It's an immeasurable my, loss. Right. He was my son's favorite, actually, Avenger after everything came out. He was like, Black Panther was was the man. And this is like, I, I, this, to me, like the loss of, of 
of Chadwick is like the loss of Carrie Fisher to Star Wars. Um, yes, yes, it's it's a huge, huge blow. Um, you know, my my wife because he was going to be the Avengers two, um, the second the second run of Avengers, uh, or what is it? What were they calling it? I don't know what they um, were going to call it. Um, phase or whatever. You know, anyhow, he he um. Yeah, I, I think it was going to be between him and Captain Marvel, who was going to be the 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 kind of like Iron Man and Cap were kind of the two leads of of our first run of the Avengers. It was probably going to be split between Panther and Captain Marvel, um, you know, which obviously leads it's going to lead to a lot of questions, which we'll get to. But you know, you mentioned you know the impact on on your little boy um, and how upset he is. Um, and clearly there are probably millions around the world who are just as upset, uh, because he took a role that could have very easily been turned into cheese and not taken very seriously and played it with, with dignity and I mean, honor and power. Like he wasn't this huge, massive ripped hulking guy i mean he was lean and cut but you looked at him and you were just like he's this noble just this noble figure like i mean i don't even know how to describe it more like a force of nature than a person and that was you know obviously not because chadwick had the had the black panther's power but just because of his presence as an actor um i mean god it's uh my wife complete neophyte to comic books before I kind of forced them on her. She didn't think she was going to like the movies. And I'm like, trust me, they're fun. You'll love them. And then she ended up indeed falling in love with them just as much as me. Um, she, she was pregnant with my little boy when we went and saw civil war in the theater. And it's a big memory for us because he, Sam, my little boy was, you she kept reaching and grabbing my hand and pulling it over because he was moving a lot during the movie from the sound, you know, and he, he wasn't a very, very movie kicky kid in her, in her belly. But, uh, during that movie, he was just hopping and bopping and it was a lot of fun. And my wife loved the character of T'Challa so much. Um, I don't know if she was serious or not, but she said she she's like, do you think we could get in get away with naming him T'Challa? And I was like, uh, I mean, maybe we could possibly. But why don't we not go down that road and find out? Because I don't know what the process is for name changing, but I can't imagine it's quick and easy. Right, um, and if that went bad, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. So in his, another really weird thing, you know, my my son has a lot of those uh, Marvel Titan Hero series toys. Um, yep, I and just really kind of a co- kind of a coincidence. Oh, yeah. he was playing with the Black Panther one all night tonight. Um, crazy right kind of weird kids fucking crazy little weird coincidence um they they pick up on i had a dogs and cats i i had i had a uh i had a similar thing happen a couple years ago like i was getting ready to leave work and you know like i had my phone in my hand because i was getting caught up on you know what i had missed while it was in my pocket while i was busy and i saw the news that prince died and I hopped in my car and, you know, I turned it on. My phone connected to the to the radio as cars 
uh, will do nowadays. And like Purple Rain came on. Because on, my music was on shuffle and Purple Rain just happened to pop up. And I was like, that's a weird coincidence, you know, for for that song, for his most famous song to pop up. You know, it's the first thing I'm hearing getting in my car, like literally like a minute Dude, after Prince I heard that he died. Dude, Prince was there with you in your passenger I hope so. fucking seat. He was like, let's rock, man. I, I, buddy. I mean, he, he, he might, he, he was so short. He might've been in my, my kid's booster seat at that point, <laughs> but still, um, I love Prince. So that's just a joke. Nobody take offense at that. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I mean, just such an amazing talent. You look at, you look at his filmography, you look at what he did. Um, you know, he was most recently, the thing I saw him in the most recently was 21 Bridges on uh, on Netflix and then of course I mean Avengers Endgame Infinity War Black Panther uh Marshall where he played Justice Thurgood Marshall mm-hmm. uh Message from the King I never heard about uh Civil War Gods of Egypt Get on up he played James Brown I mean Jackie Robinson in 42 and then a bunch of television appearances before that Yeah he um, dude he amazing incredible filmography he's just like he was iconic he really was in a lot of ways and um i i i like to believe as big a name as some of the other guys out there and yeah he but everything that i ever saw him in he he was able to not just sell the role make it believable but he pulled you into it you you didn't just buy it but you you believed it you know i don't know if that 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 kind of distinction makes a lot of sense but there's sometimes you really believe it's it's a movie but then there's times or you know it's a movie but there's then there's times where you might know it's a movie but you want to believe it's more you you or or it's more inspiring than just a movie and i even the black panther as cheesy and campy as it could have been he took that role and he made it into something so much more valuable than it could have been. And he, it's like, that's a credit to all, really all the, all the actors that were in it. Um, him included being obviously the lead. Right? Yeah, I mean, him and Michael B. Right? Jordan. Um, God. Were, I mean, I mean, and... Yeah, Black Black Panther was. I mean, I'm obviously I'm a Caucasian gentleman, and I know the impact from listening to to people like Mark Bernard. And if you know who that is, um, then you don't need this explanation. If you don't know who that is, he he's a, a professional writer. He is a uh, content creator in the world of comics and movies and TV shows. He's written for TV shows. He's written comic books. He is a co-host on a podcast with Kevin Smith. I mean, his his bona fides are bigger than I could ever dream mine could be. He drops um, his cojones on the table, and you just have to admire him. Absolutely. And you you listen to the effect that him, as an African-American in, the, in that industry, you listen to the effect that the Black Panther movie had on him um, will, will be way more of a testament to to the work that that movie was and the work that Chadwick did than I could ever possibly say. Um, 
I'm I'm just a I'm just a dumb forty year old in Pennsylvania. You know, all I know is uh, I enjoyed everything I ever saw Chadwick in. I'm uh, I'm hurt for his loss. I'm hurt for his family, and you know, I'm hurt for 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 everybody. For this fans, is just a horrible, yeah. horrible tragedy. You know, at a time when unfortunately tragedy seems like it's a little too commonplace. Um, to lose a light like him is is just it's just it's almost unbearable. But um, you know we've never had an event happen where you know I texted I texted guy immediately after I showed my wife my phone and he said, "Dude, we need to sit down and record while this is fresh." Um, and that is that is why we are why we are doing this right We're, now. Um, why movies, television, and video games, and and his contribution to right there film movies, uh, and television even I believe he did didn't he do a couple shows or something? Did you say? Oh, yeah. he did a lot right. of TV shows, a lot of TV shows, good ones too, like big ones. So let's see, we'll scroll back to the first TV show. Um, he did Fringe. He did Justified. He did Castle. Oh wow. He did lie to me which was short-lived but i enjoyed he did cold case he did er he did csi new york he did law and order he did all my children <laughs> i mean those are massive staples right of television. so yeah he's prolific dude it's like and god yeah heartbreaking it, my my yeah, family is upstairs at this moment watching the black panther um my son is just like you yeah just he's just torn up because that was that was his favorite out of all the avengers and that was who he would play in the backyard that was or wherever he was going that was his number one choice and so it's a testament to even just how it it made everybody perceive a lot of different things and i so so hurt and so missed this is it just i'm dude yeah i'm heartbroken it's yeah i mean the you know the one unfortunately yes he's gone but his his work will endure forever i mean that is the one wonderful benefit about him being in the industry he he was in and him playing the role in that industry that he did um of course he'll be remembered for playing jackie robinson but black panther is always going to be the the thing that jumps to the top of that list always always and always and i mean you look at the movies he played the black panther in and they're four of the best that the marvel uh studios has put out thus far which is saying a lot considering how great most of those movies have been um he will live forever and you know i Uh, i take hope in the idea that when people people see him as the black panther and they see the work he did it's like michael b jordan those kind of things they see the work that they've done and they're motivated to go see what else they've been in and so hopefully they they experience that growth and they get to experience it's like brady i i i know him well enough to obviously he's my son but i know him well enough to look at him and know that there's going to be a point in time when he's ready that he's going to want to check out those movies and see them and experience them because this guy obviously already made an impact. And so I just think that what you said, he will live on. 
and I think he will live on. And in a way, for any of the kids that see him now, he has a chance to be with like with Jack, the Jackie Robinson movie and the uh, uh, Thurgood Marshall and the other movies he he was in. Obviously, they're gonna get a chance to experience those when they're more mature. So it's sort of like they get to come back and revisit one of their idols or their heroes as a kid and experience a more a pointed, more adult film and, and hopefully continue to be inspired and motivated, you know? Yeah. Yep. No, I, uh, I can't say it any better. Um, and I hate to, um, I hate to bring this up, but I, I don't feel like this conversation would be complete without me bringing it up. So here it is. <sighs> Do you think Marvel recasts the role of T'Challa? No. No? No. I, they may recast um, the Black Panther, but they will not recast the role of T'Challa. Uh, that's my belief. I, if they're going to reach cast, I believe, because there were multiple Black Panthers. And so, which one do they use? I think this is a chance for them to really honor what Chadwick did for their industry. Well, yeah, if they really need the Black Panther, then, then you know, utilize another name. Or even progress it, maybe uh, do do some. It's the M, you know, the MCU versus the actual comics, and so even maybe have Suri step into the role. Sure, you know? sure, it could be, it could be done. But I mean, they still have to. Ex- if they go that route, they have to explain in the movie why T'Challa isn't there. Um, and I, so I mean, they, I don't, I don't know what they'll do. I I personally I see I see them having a very tough choice to make. Um, you know, if if they decide to go that route and recast it, um, I sup- I mean, we have no choice but to accept it and respect it. Uh, I I don't know who they would grab to pick up that mantle because unfortunately the only person I can think of would be Michael B. Jordan and they, they, they used him as Killmonger. So, um, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know who else would be able to grab into that role. I'm just, this is me just kind of playing on the fringe of everything. Okay. So just kind of experiment with me. All right. So black Panther. We'll look at the black Panther character. And uh, of course, all the headlines, right? It's like it—it—it's—it's it's literally every headline on my Facebook. Right. It's every post. It's every share. And so, um, getting to where I'm going to need to try and find is going to be. Let's we'll let's tr- we'll try uh, Marvel Comics database. We're uh, the only reason I'm doing this, and this is not a knock or a slight this is actually one of those things because it's the mcu right so we can do things with the mcu that might not god dang it yeah no i i know where you're going with this yeah they can they can they can make some choices i mean and they can obviously 
with um you know with the talent and the caliber of writers that they have they can obviously create something anything um well because there is actually to explain the sudden loss of black panther um because they i mean they were even talking in the second one that namor was going to be the villain so maybe they tie it in to that somehow that he went to investigate whatever was going on and just never came back i mean and if they go that route that's great um personally if i were to pick somebody that exists in those movies already to be the black panther going forward it would be uh umbaku um the the leader of the jabari tribe Um, i'm not gonna say no but just this is okay this is me going like way out there right because you this is one where you'd like you have to say lucy you have some explaining to do um because you would have to you'd have to get there um yeah, unfortunately, it's just unless they recast it, it's something they have to address. So, I mean, it's it would be the biggest elephant in the room if they didn't do it. And I mean, obviously, whenever the next Marvel movie comes out or so it might even be Black Widow, I like they did with Stan um, with uh, the tribute, I believe, in front of Captain Marvel. Um, they'll probably do something similar. I can't see them sitting on it until Black Panther 2 comes out, if it ever comes out. Um, I mean, that movie credit is literally already on his IMDb. It was supposed to be released in 2022, um, along with a what-if credit from uh, for the Disney Plus series, Um which he may have recorded the voice acting for already because I believe it's animated. So that might actually end up being his final uh, Marvel appearance. See, okay, now here's the thing. If uh, my Mine is if you want to go... Because at one point in time, obviously, the Black Panther... This And this is... I found him. The guy was named uh, uh, Kevin Cole. And he... Kevin, Kevin Cole. Cole. Okay. And he was the son of an African-American cop, Jonathan Payton Black Cole, uh, or Jonathan Payton Blackjack Cole, and then Ruth Cole, who was a Jewish mother. And so, anyway, he was his father was framed, and I guess he becomes a cop and all this other stuff. Well, now, what if you just kind of tweak it a little bit, this and that, and again, this is the MCU, not... The comics, so you have to. You're they're more constrained to character choice, right? They they can't. They have to try and all fit it into the story, and so by making these big stretches and big leaps, it's more difficult than if you just make it short leaps. So, if you go to Homecoming, right, you find out Miles's uncle is alive in the universe, right? And Spider Man, yes, Aaron Aaron Davis. Well, you see Aaron Davis. Bingo. Yeah, he's he's on there. What if you What if you go there? Donald Glover, Aaron Davis, go straight. Blah blah blah. You could write it in ultimately to make Aaron Davis the new Black Panther. I, it's an interesting take. It's definitely an interesting take. The. Um, I don't want to say the problem is, but it's probably a problem 
on the business side is he's technically owned by Sony. Um, so if the Spider-Man deal ever goes away, they would then lose that Black Panther as well. Right. So so they would have to. I think they would have to pick a. They would have to. I think pick a toy that they own. They would have to pick somebody that already exists in their universe. Which is if really they wanted. sucky because I, I wouldn't mind Donald Glover as freaking Black Panther, man. No, dude, Donald Glover, if they remade Jaws, Donald Glover could play the fucking shark and I'd be happy. Oh, God, yeah, right? He's yeah. Fuck, man, that guy, he's got some you know, acting like chops. Michael B., like I said, Michael B. Jordan was already Killmonger. Right. I mean, he would have been fucking perfect. Well, now, is and he I still know alive? That there's, He's still alive. Killmonger? Did no. Did they kill Killmonger? No, they implied they implied that he died for sure. Him and okay. him and T'Challa, you remember they were sitting on like a cliff face or whatever yeah, I do or remember that. overlooking everything and that's 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 when he passed. That's um, right. I the only reason I ask is cuz I don't know. Everybody likes a redemption story and it's like that would be wouldn't be a bad redemption story Killmonger becomes Black Panther. Well, and he kind of already did become Black Panther, right. um, and he is T'Challa's cousin, uh, or was T'Challa's cousin. It's so comic maybe books, you dude, know, bring him back. They can bring him back. They yeah, can have Suri have done. They it. could. They could. They could. Or you know what? Or, or with the new time the travel that they that they invented, they could literally send somebody back to pull him forward. You know. Or just, um, there's a lot of ways they could go about doing it. Or if they went back and they changed just something, butterfly effect. Rather than I mean, possibly. Rather than dying, he, possibly. he allows himself but, to be captured. But that's not how it works. Remember, that creates a new a new universe, a new universe in their time travel yeah. rules. Yeah, it's so that, that creates yeah. a, that creates a branch. You can't you can't change your past by changing your present or whatever. Because when you when you go back you in time, a new multiverse, that, a new universe. Yeah. When you go back in time, that becomes your present. That doesn't mean you're living in your past. It means your present has shifted from one time to another. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, they created some pretty strict rules, but there's nothing saying they can't go back. You know, like if Chris Evans well, ever like decides Gamora. to come back or if they, or if they ever want Gamora's alive uh, again. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, Gamora is alive again because they pulled her forward. Mm-hmm. So that could work with Robert Downey Jr. It could work with Killmonger. It could work with Cap. It could work with a bunch of people, which is, I believe, the reason they wrote it that way. Because, you know, they can go back and get that cap back in the 1940s and bring him forward and be like, hey, we need you. And then send him right back when they're done, you know, mm-hmm. to the to the moment that they, they took him from. I mean, they have that option. They have that power. Because that's um, what they did with the, the time stone, right? And all the others. Yeah, with all the yeah. stones. With all the stones, yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah, um... You know, obviously, this isn't an answer uh, that we're going to receive anytime soon. No. Um, no, I mean, obviously, I mean, not. it would be, it would be very, very, very unfortunate, and I think honestly, the worst possible thing in the world would be for them to make a decision to, quickly. No, to axe Black Panther. That's the other choice. Oh God, no! That would be is just so is just shut it is just shut it out. That would be horrible. But it's an option, and it's probably what's going to happen, at least in the short term. Is they will be stuff, like obviously, but they'll they'll push they'll push it. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. But they got. I make, know the Marvel. 
Sorry, I apologize. No, it's fine. The Marvel movies are a machine. And even though they had to pump their brakes with the COVID thing, that machine is going to get flicked back on at some point, And it's going to keep moving forward. Now, Kevin Feige is obviously brilliant and um, has wonderfully navigated this. And this is going to be a very huge thing he has to navigate. Um, so I just, I think... I think they have to push the next movie back because I think no matter what they decide, they have to they have to put some time and space. Well, they have to rewrite it in between with, anything with Black Panther and have, has to be rewritten. It all has to be rewritten. Um, Even if they recast it, in my mind, has to be rewritten because you're going to have to explain why T'Challa isn't the same T'Challa. Even if you do that, because people are going to no, if they. If they recast T'Challa, it's we're not dumb. We understand why they ca- recast him. We get it. They're not going to have to explain why it's a different actor. Everybody that's seen the movies will know that. It's if they it's if they replace him as the Black Panther with a different person, they're going to have to explain why, and they're going to have to do it within the movie, within the movie verse, you know. And they could, like I said, like Namor is rumored to be the villain for Black Panther too. So if it's just like oh, well, our king went off to investigate and what is going on and he never returned. You know, they don't even have to say that he died, that just like he's just gone. You know, he just vanished. And then so we did what we had to do and we named a new king and we somehow got more heart-shaped herb because that was another corner they backed themselves into unless they used the time travel to go back in time and steal samples and replant the garden. It's very possible. They opened that door um, and Ryan Coogler is writing it and he's awesome. So he'll figure that out. But I mean, I just, I don't know what they're going to do. And I, I trust whatever they're going to do because they haven't, they really well, I trust haven't whatever they're let us do. down that way yet. Well, sure. But they haven't had this situation yet. Not either. on this side. But and, I mean, even how yeah, and I just, Star Wars navigated it, they still navigated the nod to Carrie Fisher's in a way that I can't say I was ever sorry or sad about how they treated Carrie Fisher. No, they treated Carrie Fisher very, very well. In fact, like that was one of the first things when I was telling my wife about the Rise of Skywalker is I said, if I didn't know that Carrie Fisher had passed away, you would, or if you didn't know that you would think she had filmed specifically for that movie because they, they blended that stuff so well. Yeah. Um, it all worked very, very well, and I'm sure it can be done again. I just don't know if it's going to feel the same because you and I and your son and millions, if not billions of people around the planet are going to watch the next time the Black Panther is in a movie and know what happened. I think, you know, know how tragically we lost Chadwick and are we going to be able to accept? Yeah. A recast T'Challa. I don't like, think so, that's, but that's, that's, I don't think they're going to do that. I think what... Okay, imagine this scene. Now, I'm, and this is me who is not a writer, who is not goddamn anybody who's other than a, uh, a nerd who's read too many comic books and watched too many movies and too many hours of television. So, no, there's not really a whole lot going on in here. But... <clears throat> If you got a scene toward in the beginning of the movie with the whole Namor, and you got this thing where T'Challa he went 
they they did. They, he he went to investigate, and then you get this whole thing where you come. They they see his death. You don't actually have to see, say Chadwick, and you just see the suit and a dude in the suit, right? And he ends up dying. Yeah, the suit the suit is CGI. You could just see the CGI. Suit. So at that point in time, gets blasted into the sun or whatever the hell you want to say happens to him. Well, I mean, so say so say if it is Namor, he's going to be under the ocean. Say he's in a submarine and the submarine explodes or whatever, and then somehow his vibranium suit. You see him climb his way to enough. the surface, and then but it's you know then you see him basically he loses the fight, and you see him basically. You'd see him die. Something happens along the way that his suit depressurizes or he gets crushed. You, but, and it's not a secret. Everybody sees this. The world knows. And a huge statue is built. Like, they seriously, in the movie, the very beginning, they, they, you see his death. And then they, you see him, like, honor him like they honored Superman. Like, in the death of Superman, right? The, the world mourns. And I think at that point in time, if they introduce say somebody inspired not to take up the hit be the black panther but inspired to to do the same to to fight the fight that eventually becomes the black panther that movie alone would it would be such a nod and such uh i mean you'd have wonderful character development you i i just feel like to me they couldn't make a movie because i would see that movie yeah um, so there's another part of me that wonders if, if this, if his passing will be, um, will be a spur to say, oh, I don't know, Chris Evans. Hey man, we just lost the guy that was basically supposed to replace you. He, the, he was going to be the new you. Will you come back? And we'll do the time travel MacGuffin and get and get Cap back, which, I mean, I don't know how Anthony Mackie would feel about that, but, you know, I'm sure he would roll with it because I mean his future in with Marvel is pretty secure for the time being, and he's been a wonderful Falcon. And yes, I'm looking forward to see him being Cap on that show. Um, well, but, but this. would they do that? Would they, especially considering what if Nick Fury the dies? friendship between, well, hold on, but you consider the friendship between Cap and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. It's a historical in the books, and, you know, they were obviously had grown close in the movies as well. Um, I mean, would they, would that help? Mm-hmm. Would that kind of be a, a balm on everybody's souls to see the return of one of the other people that we think is gone? I um, I would say... At this point in time, my thought is just simply, you have, if you're going to bring Cap back, bring him back, but do what they did and make him the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? And at that point in time, he's there in more of a support. And so Falcon stays Cap. Cap, uh, Steve Roger becomes what uh, Nick Fury was. And... Even then, you just, again, progress and choose who you're going to develop as a leader after this, the leader of, of the Avengers. And you could actually even make a movie with them figuring that the, the hell out. You know, obviously. Sure. Who, who is going to be? 
And I mean, it'll be if it's if if that's the scenario that plays out, it'll be it'll be Falcon. It'll be it'll be New Cap. It'll be Sam. It'll be Sam Wilson. Um, one because that's kind of what's supposed to happen. And and two. Well, T'Challa um, was going to take the reins, so it's sort of like he you're going to have to have somebody with uh, the same amount of chops as he has. And I do believe. I mean, I think Sam Wilson has that. Um, I think you're going to need to definitely, if you go down that route and road, you you need to develop the character from where he has been as an auxiliary role and a member of the Avengers to the leader role. And they'll, they'll need a movie again to do that. Um, I just don't see any way around taking an entire movie to really label that out and you so you're gonna see this rough shot whoever it is not really in control of the group like the like the ninja turtles and leonardo grabbing fucking everybody by the balls and saying fuck i'm i'm the leader you guys need to listen to me in every iteration of the turtles that is always one of the themes that you see them going through except maybe the the cartoon i guess i don't remember if there was ever that issue in the no, cartoon no there there wasn't anything there wasn't anything that heavy in the cartoon there was they it was a leonardo easy, was in charge yeah. and it was easy going and lighthearted and it was meant to be that way and fun and then april and O'Neil. it was meant to be that way and april o'neil in her banana yellow jumpsuit <laughs> redhead um i'm so so i'm sitting here staring at my apple watch and my my twitter notifications coming through is um it's nothing but condolences for Chadwick. I've got Chris Pratt, I've got Kevin Smith, I've got just you name it, Chris Evans, everybody. It's everybody is pouring out their condolences. And in fact, much in the same way that uh you and I declared an emergency podcast must be recorded, um Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin drove to their their studio at the scum and villainy cantina and they are now live on youtube recording uh or doing a tribute to chadwick um so i so obviously this is this is massive news and a massive event um because they don't do that for everybody in fact the only other person they've done that for to my recollection is stan lee yeah um i yeah i it, and this is to me again the equivalent of especially for yeah what his contributions to the industry and and just the his community were so um wow yeah um wow i i i yeah i mean i as much as we could we could talk about this probably for hours and hours and hours and toss around our theories um, I don't want our, our theories and our thoughts to bury the important part, and that's that we, we lost a great human being, a great actor, a great person. I don't know. I, I didn't dive in deep enough. I, I know he was married. I didn't know if he, if he had, uh, had any children or not. Well, um, regardless, fan, to all his family, he certainly has, the loss, you know? he certainly has, yes, he has family, um, and friends who who got to know him and got to love him um 
Wow. Man, IMDb works fucking quick. They already have the the death and the the verbiage is changed to past tense. I mean, man, they don't don't waste time. They right? don't fuck around. Yeah, I noticed that on they don't fuck uh, around. his uh, whatever I was <laughs> where I was the fandom page whatever. It was like it, it was already changed too. It's like I mean, yeah, they don't they don't really missed that beat at all i guess um which six to one half a dozen the other it's like when you're upset it's always nice it's why we're here to find something to put your energy into and for editors and everything like that you see something like that and all you can think is oh shit um fuck and i mean do your job right yeah um it gives you something. You know, I mean, it gives I, you something I, to do to at least be able to to work by work through it, work by it. Something busy. Yeah, that's me at I, least. Um, yeah, yeah. I um, I don't I don't know what else to say on the subject other than obviously I will I will miss him um, and what he would have obviously brought to the role of T'Challa and whatever other roles he stepped into. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, just a horrible tragedy and a horrible loss for everybody. Cancer, uh, man. Fuck cancer. Yeah. Fuck cancer. I mean, my, my, I lost my brother-in-law to cancer not two years ago. We've, we lost a cousin to cancer not long ago. Lots of cousins and other family members before that. So yeah, fuck cancer. But, uh, you know, Chadwick will, will live forever and, uh, Wakanda forever as well, I Wakanda guess. Wakanda forever. Right? Yeah. That's right. So, uh, um, God, that sucks. At the end Though, of last episode, I mean, episode, it just sucks. Right? There's just, uh, yeah. There's just, there's just no other fucking way to say it is that just sucks. But let's, bad, um, dude, sucks bad. Let's, let's, let's not be completely down in the dumps. There's lots of other stuff we can, we can Distract talk about. Distract ourselves, right? Um, to distract ourselves of, and, you I, know, and I got something. You got something. What did you get? Um, end of last episode. Do you remember what we were talking about? Oh God, no. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> no. We were we were oh we were contemplating yes. the whole Aerith thing, and then we I read there might be in, that somebody finally discovered the Easter egg. It was absolute bullshit. It it wasn't true. It wasn't real, and there is no way to bring. Eris back in the original Final Fantasy 7. We will see what the remake brings because, oh God, I can't wait to talk about that, but we're not going to because Buddy has not finished it yet, guys. Oh, he's in I'm for I'm getting treat. close. You see, you see, you see guy here. He's a, he's a one video game at a time kind of guy. Me, I'm a, I'm a, oh, I got to do a little bit here. I got to hop into Destiny and grind out my Solstice of Heroes armor for all three of my characters. And then I got to play Division 2 because the, la- the final manhunt's been released. I got to knock that shit out. And then, oh, hey, you know, I'll hop in and, <laughs> and, and bust out some Final Fantasy 7 in between. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I work full time. And, you know, just everything else. It's just hard. He's- but my goal is to finish it this weekend. And we will then be able to probably devote the bulk of next week's episode to just tearing down this game not in a bad way but tearing it apart analyzing talking about it um the good the things we love 
the things we don't love, um, which in, in that ratio, it's probably 95% love, 5%, uh, no love. And, uh, I even have an article to back up some of that no love, but that'll be for the actual discussion. Um, and you want to know what, what hit me honest to God. I believe that when we hit next week or the next episode, when we record this shit and we may record it, you may finish the goddamn game and be like, dude, we got to record because yeah, it might be tomorrow. It might be tomorrow. night even because I'm, I'm just going to be, you know, I have been honest the whole time. I haven't given you any spoilers. I'm not going to give you a spoiler here, but your fucking mind is going to be absolutely blown, confused, and just in, if you, if it's not, then I am going to, I will be on my knees and be like, I'm not worthy because wow. I did not. Okay. Well, I did. I hope, I hope you're correct. I hope you're right. I'm rooting for you to be right. Even though I don't know what exactly it is I'm rooting for, but I'm rooting for you to be right. Um, so anyway, we, you and I both made an identical purchase tonight um, for another game that drops next week, which is another reason why I need to power through said Final Fantasy VII yes. is because the long-awaited Avengers game is launching next week, and uh, I followed your lead so we could play the co-op. I got it on PlayStation 4. We bought it basically simultaneously. Um, send each other pictures of our purchases. Look, I got it. Look, I got it. Yeah, yeah, we did it. So we'll obviously, we'll definitely dive into that because I'm sure we'll have some impressions um, in an, in another episode. Um, but yeah, so uh, I briefly also distracted myself with the reemergence and return of Battletoads on xbox um i only say briefly and it's not because i stopped playing because i don't want to play it i i'm having a great time playing it um it's just other things are taking precedent and uh you know i'll get back to that game when i get back to it it's fun it's funny um it's a little it's battletoads but it's a little my only big gripe two big gripes are the control scheme they i think they tried to do too much with the controls um there's a lot of little hold this in and point this that way and hit this button to do this and i could do without that um is it the the fall then, of the most side scrollers that they re-release and do is that it still has that really campy kind of not fleshed out almost like arcade controls you know uh well no it's mostly like okay so you can use the toad's tongue to grapple to places or snag hidden objects or you can spit bubble gum to freeze enemies and you can dodge and you can jump oh. you know you, you have a dash it's stuff like that stuff that didn't need to be in a game that honestly they should have just focused solely on here's combat and here's how you can survive Smashing. combat and here's how all the all the all the combos you can do and 
you know, oh, you're going to have to break this enemy's defense and this and that. And just make it a challenging little smash and bash. Yeah. Where the main focus is, you know, the interaction between the toads and the characters and the comedy that can come from it. Um, but nothing and too And the complex. hover bikes. But they went. They decided to but go nothing the route too complex. of, we got to do all these things because now we have all these buttons. Well, no, but it's also, I think it's also a little homage to the difficulty of the original game. Mm. And the the error of Nintendo hard, I think it's a little bit of an homage to that. That how do we how do we continue that level of difficulty, or to to make it f- have a little bit of that difficult feel in this modern era, when games and gamers have advanced far beyond what the original Battletoads uh, had to offer. Although I would I would guess that most people couldn't pick up the original Battletoads today and just fly through it. It would be challenging. Oh, uh, dude, I, I um, love watching uh, kids play the original Super Mario Brothers. They all, every goddamn one of them that I see, okay, not everyone, but like 9 out of 10 die at the first mushroom. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, back in the day, I could, uh, I could get to Bowser and beat the game, you know, in like 30 minutes or so, maybe even less hard to say um but anyway my other complaint about the battletoads is there's no online co-op yeah and for a game that's designed to be played co-op with three different distinct characters that each have different fighting styles why the fuck wouldn't you and the the only thing i could think of is they're gonna Again, it might be a nod to the to the couch co-op days where they're just like, no, we don't we don't want to deal with having to do servers and you know having having different internet connection speeds when you're doing and like that's the hover bike parts. Because all I gotta say is Terraria or Stardew Valley or any of the old eight uh, bit or sixteen bit emulation games that are out there that do fucking awesome and well. They tell me it's those are all online co-op games, so they. It's just it's if it's it to me if there's not some actual to, honest to god technical difficulty with it they're just goddamn fucking lazy. Lazy. Yeah, I mean, but maybe that's the other possibility is maybe it just wasn't ready and they didn't want to delay the release and maybe it'll be added into the game. They uh, better shortly. That will make me play. Yeah, we. I know y- you and I were looking forward to 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 plowing through that together. I let my kids play um, it. I don't play it because I, I played it a little bit, but I did not play it as much and as far as you. I was <laughs> because I played after you told me there's no online co-op, so I played it to to feel it a little bit, and I thought to myself, this would be really fun to play with Matt uh, with Buddy and. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm dis. I'm disappointed too, but I'm hoping they correct that. Um, other than that, it's a fun game though, and it's beautiful. It's well animated. Um, plays smooth. Um, you know the whole nine yards. It's it's worth, especially if you have Xbox Ultimate Game Pass, where you can access it for mm, free true. or with your subscription. Uh, it's definitely worth picking up and playing. It's a lot of fun because they they do some. There's actually some really creative stuff that they did in the game um, that I really enjoyed and I really appreciate it. Um, but 
to to talk about them in specifics would believe it or not be spoilers and i'm not going to do spoilers you know so, what though but um, the, my thing is this and it's not that i don't want to play battletoads in that sense at least to but for me here it would be really a one-player experience and if i'm going to devote my right, time right right in a game to a one-player experience I'm going to do something like, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what was that other one? The new uh, Withered Shell, or what was it? Mortal, Mortal shell. shell. Mortal Shell. I would rather do something Did like that. Did you buy that. that, too? No, I didn't. Not yet. I'm going to. Probably yeah, on the Xbox, I'm, uh, I'm. I might dive into that a little bit this weekend. Um, but also, remember to keep in mind, I showed you the Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, is getting that co-op mode. My and, dad has um, the disc. I'm probably gonna steal his disc, and when he's done. Oh, your dad! It. Your dad has your dad has Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah, dude. My dad That's has awesome. like more of the new games and has played more games than I have. Like he's That's played amazing. through. I love your dad, dude. I mean, he's I played Fallout's. He's played Far Cry. He's played Outer World. He's played the Ghost. Uh, whatever he's played uh all the assassin's creeds i mean he's played all the mordor shadows and war of mordor uh, uh or he, yeah he's like he's played it all he like i i pale in comparison to my father that way well and your dad is what mid 60s yeah yeah guess what video games just ain't for kids because guess what? That generation, his, he, your dad, oh, he was playing were with the Mario first video Brothers. game players. He was playing with Super yeah, Mario no, Brothers. But they were, they were playing Pong, and they were the first ones to go to video Not arcades. Not my dad. You and, I, you and I were second gen. No, my dad. You and I were second gen. My dad video got his video game start when we did. He went out and bought a Nintendo, an 8-bit Nintendo, okay? The guys was he oh, bought dude. it for us. No, uh-huh. every night uh-huh. I found out later we had a bedtime and every night after bedtime, mom said he would go up and he would spend hours playing Super Mario Brothers while we were all in bed. Hours. Yeah. So. So, you and know, the mall stopped. in Moscow, Idaho. Yeah. You know, the mall in Moscow, Idaho. You've been there. Oh, I used to play so, by the so time- many games at that arcade. Was the arcade there when you were there? Oh, yeah. Because it's a Chinese buffet, or it was a Chinese buffet. I don't know what it is now. Um, but it became a Chinese buffet. Yeah, I Oh, I wait. The no, 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 no. Okay. So. <coughs> Josh is okay, an so when I arcade was, rat, dude. I can't on. get away from it. When I was a little kid. Okay, hold on. No, when I was a little kid, where the Chinese buffet is, kind of across from where the Radio Shack yeah, is. Yeah, okay. That's where the arcade used to oh, be. Oh, shit. And then they put in. And then they put in that arcade kind of kitty corner there around the side mm-hmm. from the Radio Shack there in the mall. Um, but it used to be where that Chinese buffet is. There was the arcade and then there was a restaurant. I spent a, almost every Sunday. What was the um, cafe right by there. Rite Aid? Because when I, when I started going to the arcade, it was by, down by the Rite Aid. A couple stores. Yes. Yeah. And then across yeah, was yeah, the yeah. cafe it was, and everything. It was next to, it was next to that. It was next to that uh, sports clothing yeah, store. Yeah, 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 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it used to be across, on basically almost directly across where that Chinese buffet is now. And then the, I think the cafe you're thinking of is the old Eric's Cafe. Yeah. I don't know what it is now. Yeah, that is it. Um, but... Um, Dude, that had KB toys so, yeah, in so it for that the are, longest time. I love that mall. It did have a K, it did have a KB toys for the longest time. Longer um, than most. But yes, yeah, so anyway. Anyway. Longer than a lot of places. Yeah. Well, because shopping there there weren't many options. So, if toys were what you were looking for, you could either go to a Walmart or go to Shopco. And you know, that was it. So, having a store that specialized in just toys was kind of a big deal. But anyway, my story. Sorry. So that arcade was there since it was where that Chinese buffet is now since I was a little kid. And we would go there like usually every week, maybe every two weeks. And I would be given a dollar to feed into the machine and I would get five tokens. So depending on what I decided to play, um, that might get me a couple of turns at a couple of games. But keep me busy for an hour or so. But so the newer games were in the front and then the older games were in the back. My dad, there was a game called Missile Command. Do you remember this game? Mm-hmm. It had a had a like a rolling trackball, yeah. and you had buttons that were um, basically missile stations, and the goal was to shoot down the incoming missiles. So, my mom and dad I, used to hang out in arcades before me and my brother came along, and so that was a game he liked to play. So he liked those older games. So my dad was like legit first gen video nice. game guy and we and so we had like an atari 2600 when i was very very young and then we got the 8-bit nintendo eventually mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm legit a second gen video game guy because my mom would play mario with us she loved it oh, she nice. would get mad but she loved it see um, my parents never anyways. played the the nintendos with it but my parents we got like pcs when pcs became a thing right Tandy. I'll never forget our Tandy. What was it? The Tandy uh, 64. Oh, God, dude. 64 megabytes of processing. That was the processor speed. 64 megabytes. And then, or whatever, then the 128. And then, you know, and it kept going up. But that was when we started game. Sierra had this the pixelations and it's like the King's Quest games and the Police Quest games. Space Quest, Space Quest. Yes, dude. I loved Space Quest. Oh God! But yeah, so we we really, I mean, we got into computer gaming. We had Nintendos. We never really went outside of the, the Nintendo. Um, but yeah, the silver. We had a place. It was a. Uh, chain but it was called the silver coin arcade and god man yeah i we spent so much time when my parents but that was back in the mall generation you know yeah 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 well i remember you know i didn't spend a lot of time at that mall there in burlington what is it the cascade mall is that what it's called it's closed now it's the mall is closed closed now okay so I haven't lived there. I guess it's been ten years yeah. since I've lived there. Holy crap! Um, Johnny Carino's. But it was closed. the Cascade. Johnny Carino's and the Applebee's, Kmart. and there was a Popeyes and and a Krispy Kreme. But um, I would, if I went to that mall, it was usually there was a Western store in there that I'd go and get clothes from every now and again, or I would be going to see a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the reasons I was in that mall. God, it used to be. But so they much had more- a. 
awesome. They had an arcade there, didn't they? Oh, dude. Down down by the food court, right? Back when, yeah, back before it was a TJ Maxx, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it all got, the, the food court and all that com- got completely erased. TJ Maxx took over that space. Food court was filled in, or was demolished. The arcade was gone. All that shit gone. It's a was a TJ Maxx then. That entrance was just, it was like, it's, it, it was at that point in time, a lot of people started really, really boycotting the mall because there was no real place that kid, they didn't have like a playground really for kids. They had like this one that was, I don't know. It was, it was never as good as, I know what it was like when the mall opened back in the nineties. Um, I think it opened 89 or something like that or right anyway. And I know what it was when we would go to it when I was a kid, preteen, teenager, those kind of things. And then I know what it became when I became an adult and even when you were here 10 years ago. And it's like they stopped really investing in the idea that it was a destination location so they rather than having reasons for people to go to the mall they just tried to keep filling in with more stores and more shopping and more items that weren't really a pull rather than creating uh, you know ideas for an experience and things to do it's like you can only shop so much and you can only look at so many windows and you can't spend money in every fucking store. You have to, you yeah. know, pick and choose. And so if that's the case, if you have more select stores and to, that people specifically go to and then you have, say, entertainments from, like you said, you would go to the movies. So if you had laser tag or you had other things that were in the mall that a family funplex that would actually be a destination location for people then you wouldn't rely solely on the revenue from sales you would rely on the revenue from people and entertainment and you would have a whole lot better functioning system but they didn't go that way and they're closed you know, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's business. It's the way she goes, Bubbles. <laughs> it's the way she goes, Bubbles. It's like, you that's, know? I mean, that's one of my things, right? Do? It's like, I don't know. Part of me is like, say, it, ha- it looks at the idea that we have expanded and grown to a point that travel is easy enough to do that half an hour of travel. you can go a good good distance in half an hour uh, in an hour and so once you get there you want to have options and so if they would convert these places to more destination locations you would have less malls but you would have larger malls that would be more active and they would yeah well like you like you said travel isn't i mean especially there in the mount vernon cedra woolly burlington area I mean, you literally I five is running right there, mm-hmm. and if you go thirty minutes north on I five, you're in Bellingham. And is the mall still active up yep, there? Yep, it is. Not as much and as then it if used you go, to be, but it is. Sure. I mean, I've only ever been in that wall one that mall once, and it, I I didn't even go in there when I lived there. It was like I made a trip up there when I was in high school, and I went into that mall one time. And 
Yeah, I drove past that mall a bunch, but I never stopped. But then if you go an hour south, you can literally be at any number of malls in the Seattle area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, South Center, Bellevue Square, whatever the mall is in downtown well, Seattle. The I Tulalip can't or just and then Alderwood. Yeah, Tulalip Outlets. Mall. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, like, yep. All the above. So all of the above. many. And then on top of it, it's like uh, Smoky Point, Mount uh, Smoky Point, uh, just like uh arlington area just expanded a huge target there and i mean all this other crazy shit. yeah that that target that target was put in there when i was still okay. living there yeah. because i remember so so my my ex-wife who you know mm-hmm. you were in that wedding um she had cousins that lived in smoky point so we would go there from time to time you know we'd come up from from bellevue and and go hang out with them and I remember when that exit at Smoky Point where there was just nothing there. And then all of a sudden stuff started popping up on the other side. There was like a Bob's Burgers and Brews and then I know a Red Robin and then mm-hmm. some other stuff started coming in there. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom that whole area just exploded, uh, just exploded. Target was told that if they wanted to build there, they had to put an exit off the freeway. So that exit was paid for by Target and I think costco or who else is down i don't remember who the other business is down there but they i think it is a costco i think it is a Costco. and they so they had to pay for that exit to be built it was not paid for by taxpayer dollars it was paid for by the businesses and it has been good, such a good good for them i think i that i think that's well wonderful it. dude i think that's amazing i think i i personally really like and support businesses like costco and target because they do tend to be a little more interested in investing in the community. And that is a huge, right? huge investment in the community. I, I can only um, say, I t- you know, tip my hat to that because it's like for a company, because I'm used to dealing with, okay, my parents live out in an area that is li- next to I-5. Not not even joking, they're, they're two minutes away from I-5. Um, probably less than a mile. The the problem is from I five. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've been there yeah. plenty of times. Okay. You know that. Yep, yep. Exactly. You know exactly where I'm talking. They do not have any kind of high speed internet. They do not. They can get dial up, and that's it. They don't have DSL. They don't yep. have cable. They don't. And because it is on the west side of the freeway. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comcast, uh, Xfinity, or whoever the you know whatever they are now, um, Front Frontier, Verizon, nobody. Whenever it was whenever it was broached, nobody wanted to run the lines to and make that investment to get those people out on the east side of the freeway, high speed internet. Meanwhile, I guarantee you're talking about probably at least two hundred plus customers if they would run the lines and we're not even talking about just 200 plus customers that would be there for a year you're talking about you're the only provider out there so you're guaranteeing you're the only provider for the next you know 10 20 years that people are going to be paying into this and they won't make that investment into the community to run those lines see and that's i'm i'm a little shocked that Given as much as it sounds like everything is expanding over there that the city had like that the city hasn't pushed farther north yet, it doesn't sound like. 
Well, they're just right up Bow Hill. I mean, right next to the. But that's just it on the other side of the casino. So is is the casino? Yeah, 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 yeah. I spent a lot of time at that casino. Right. So it's like it's not like the the wire. It's the lines are right. They go to the casino. So it's not like it's a big stretch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That cas- that casino isn't gonna run on dial up. As they said. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like a ten thousand dollar investment to run that line. So if you guys want to pay for it, are you kidding me? Ten thousand dollars, ten thousand, yeah. and they're not willing to do it themselves. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's short sighted, but anyway. Uh, I mean, as much as internet relates to movies, televisions, and video games, uh, we've been we've been rambling about. It relates West Side to video Washington game, State stuff. It does. It does. You need good internet to play good video games online. Anyway, um, other than that, it really doesn't. Um, so yeah, so Mortal Mortal Shell, I'm going to dive into when I'm done with Final Fantasy VII as my like, hey, this is my single player jammy um, that I'm going to rock through. That's kind of right how now. I'm feeling um, about it right now because that's the one I'm looking at. But for then that. Avengers, but then Avengers is coming, and I mean, I don't, I I know you and I are going to play together whenever we can, but. I can't imagine we're going to hold up our experiences waiting on each other, especially with the time difference and whatnot. So that's the most difficult um, part. So but yeah, we the good part is uh, it does hit on the first. So we have yes. And while I ha- I I will be in the middle of a move, but you have Thursday and Friday also off. Uh, I have part of Thursday off. I'm going basically. I have to come home because our nanny. Um, can't be here the whole time with my son while my wife's at school. So I, yes, I'm going to go into work early that day and leave at 1130. Uh, so yeah, I'll be home at, like before 9am your time. And then yes, I took a four day weekend for the Labor Day holiday. So I'm off Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. So yeah, there'll be a lot of time for us to play on the launch. And in fact, it just occurred to me, mm-hmm. there's nothing in the world that is stopping us from not only hopping on and playing that together, but plugging in our microphones into our laptops and recording while we are playing the Avengers. Um, so we could do almost a live, hey, we're playing the Avengers. Listen to us play the Avengers. You know, we, maybe talk, we'll even listen. maybe we even just do a live stream on our on on the Facebook page. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we do. We'll, we'll play with or, it or, or through Twitch or Twitch or through yeah. Twitch. Ooh. Yeah, we'll. Uh, We'll try to get something announced for uh, for you guys if you want to tune in and and just watch us and interact with us. You know we're uh, yeah yeah it'll you know, be fun we, to light up some want, ice. We want to build a yeah we want to build a community and I I don't know how many players are possible on co op. I don't know if it's four. limited to two, but if it's it's four, four, well then we might have two open spots that could be filled by by. Uh, some other people by you know. MTVG listeners. That would be awesome. That would be a lot of fun. Cause I mean, I definitely want to try to grow this into a community. Um, I, I think you feel that way as well. I would love to, uh, you know, and, and I mean, who doesn't love the Avengers? Who doesn't love the Avengers? I'm sure there's some people out there, but it's like, I don't, I, I don't know if I, I mean, I don't you sure there's some people out yeah, there. Yeah, I'm sure there's well, some what? people out there. But Fuck them. It's like I don't Fuck know if them. I want to interact with them, like community, like converse, because they don't like what I like, and Fuck them. Don't have a reason to fucking talk, because it's like Fuck them. And I, it's like I suppose we can be like, "Yo, do you do like DC?" And they're like, "Yeah, I love DC. That's why I hate fucking Marvel." And I'll be like, "You're a short-sighted little punk-ass bitch." 
Well, hey, you know what? That's actually one fucking hell of a good goddamn fucking segue. Um, Isn't it? Let's talk Did DC. You like that? Let's talk some DC real quick, man. Because we love DC too. It's not we're just we're, we do love DC too. We do love DC too. Come on. And we had DC Fandom this last weekend where they mm, dropped a sexy metric fuck ton of content oh man uh man so like where do you start uh Uh, wonder woman 84 no you want to start with wonder woman 84 okay you can start there but yes start there yeah yeah because that's not my favorite part obviously i want to go straight to my favorite part we're not going there okay well so i mean they dropped a wonder woman 84 trailer if you haven't watched it go look at it you get a good look at cheetah you get a good look at steve trevor uh, you see some pretty amazing looking stuff. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that movie. Really I good. loved, loved, love, love, loved the first one. My wife loved, loved, loved the first one. Um, My son really loved, excited. Loved, 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 loved Gal Gadot. Yes, and we love, 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 love Gal Gadot. So, um, and Chris Pine. We love oh, Chris God, Pine. Oh, God, right? Too, and so. he's back in it, and he actually even calls her out. You don't look a day fucking older. Um, yeah, it's a good. Yeah, you know, I, I like how they did parachute that. pants. <laughs> I like that parachute pants. What does everybody parachute now? <laughs> I thought that was kind of fucking funny, right? And the way Chris Pine, the way he delivers lines like that, I mean, that was one reason I loved him as Captain Kirk is the way he delivered his comedic lines. Is like even he wasn't taking what he was saying super fucking seriously, but he, he also said it so earnestly that like you almost were like, is he? acting right now or is he just being himself it's hard to fucking say that all i can say is he was it it was such shatner and him the way they both played kirk it's like he if he didn't study shatner and really like pay attention to his delivery not just his delivery but because it's in his delivery that you you get these kind of quirks as far as who he makes Kirk out to be. And so if you pay attention to those, I think he built an idea of, while he didn't use, obviously, the same kind of language that William Shatner does and how William Shatner talks. Um, Why is that Klingon fucking a Tribble? Right? He still gets the same kind, you get the same kind of, I guess reaction and you when when he's they both deliver the lines it's different but to me it both feels genuine to the exact same character. Yes, I agree. I agree. So anyway, watch that trailer if you haven't. Um it it looks amazing. Um so tell me, Mr. Guy, mm-hmm. your favorite part of the trailer? We'll jump to of the DC fandom, oh, dickhead. Oh, the DC he fandom. You said the favorite thing Zach that you wanted. Snyder, did dude. you smoke? Yes. The Snyderverse. The Snyderverse. The, the Snyder cut. Sorry, I was thinking all Wonder Woman, and I was getting into the whole remembering the cheetah scene and thinking to myself, oh, fuck, because I had to go back into it because I saw the cheetah, and I saw that they actually made her morph. They went full cheetah. They went full, yes, like, they morph did. cheetah. They, they went... I really liked that line too that Gal said. We're we're hopping back a second where she's like, "Barbara, what did you do?" Right? I was like, oh man, yeah, so good. She made a yeah, so fucking good. Um, so but you you the Justice League Snyderverse cut yes, trailer. so the different. Zack Snyder cut. Yes, yes. Such I mean, a different fucking movie, and it's like that scene with the whole Batman, and he's got him, and it's like you see. It's the same scene, but you see how 
much different what they do with the green screen and the computer generated universe or location that they're in you see how much different things can be yeah and i for one i i think the part about the the snyder cut that i'm most excited for is the way they're delivering it they're delivering it like a mini series for mm-hmm. one hour episodes right and that means a four hour well you read God what they damn, said dude. just they're doing the they're doing the episodes but then they said and then we are going to release them all together as one for fans that do want to see that much content all together but four fucking Ooh, hours that's, that's uh that's gonna give return of the king a run for its money i'll tell you what but probably be easier to sit through than parts of return of the king because i don't know about you but that last hour or so of return of the king it was like oh jesus can it just be over right and i they know, felt like they were i know reaching. i know hopefully it doesn't know, get there I know that there's Lord of the Rings fans out there right now who are telling me to fucking shove the one ring right up my ass. Do not mistake that for me saying that I don't love those movies because I absolutely love, love, love those movies. I hated but the dwarves. Man, I thought the... I thought you hated the dwarves. That's an odd choice. No, okay. If by dwarves you... If by dwarves you mean the little actors that were playing the hobbits when they couldn't CGI that shit... Then I mean that's also weird. But, no, 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 um, no. What I was talking about was I didn't like how they chose to design the structure, the the physical structure of the dwarves. They didn't look like the dwarves that I I that I when I read Tolkien and what I envisioned. The, they did not seem like the dwarves that, from my imagination, that I, I had when I was a kid and read the books, when I was a teenager and read the books. Um, they, um, they honestly, you're, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love John Reese davies performance of Gimli. Mm-hmm. I thought he did amazing. Um but the dwarves, they seemed more drawn from how Terry Brooks describes the dwarves in the Shannara books than they did the Tolkien versions. Yeah. I agree with you there. So, but I still I enjoyed I enjoyed the, I enjoyed Gimli a lot. Uh, yeah, um, Gimli and Legolas is uh, how they portrayed their relationship and how it grew and 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 the the like the rivalry friendship that they had. It was done so well. There's so many things I loved about the movie. It was great for, I mean, what an amazing job they did translating it to movies, the books to movies, because the only thing before came was the, was the, um, uh, animated, the movie. And yes. It was I I love that one too, but it like the Hobbit of it. It was that was probably my favorite one of the animated ones, and the others just didn't have like the Fellowship of the Ring. I was think it was a single movie, and it just it didn't pack the punch that say the Hobbit Hobbit did. Hobby did the Hobbit did. Um, <laughs> yeah, Happy Hobby. 
Heebie hibie. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I just, I felt like the ending of Return of the King was just far too drawn out. Mm -hmm. Just far, far, far too drawn out. I think they could have and should have maybe wrapped it up quicker. Uh, that's because um, I, I, sitting in the, yeah, but I mean, and they also left out the sacking of the Shire, which I'm fine with because it right. was bad enough spending the last hour in the movie. Like people were sobbing in the movie theater. For the last hour and maybe that's what's got me so soured on the last hour of the movie is just listening to grown people crying <laughs> over over the hobbits and i'm just like i just can't guys i just fucking can't like didn't we're you at read war the book right now we're at war and didn't you read the books we're at war in the middle east and you're crying over the hobbits it's like just stop stop right it's just like stop. i read the books and you know what's gonna happen to him in the end it's like it, it, you know where it goes you know all those things and i think i don't know I, I think that's part of the other thing that i had with the end is once the ring was destroyed you feel like you should really get to a conclusion and a wrap-up and i think i kept it just kept feeling like okay the ring's destroyed but now we have this big bat long drawn out wasn't that am i remembering that in the correct order see okay so the ring is destroyed and then um you know then they the then the the armies of men defeat you know because of the the loss of sauron his forces scatter and then they go back to Minas Tirith and you know and that's when in the movies at least that's when he's like you know they do the whole kind of show that everybody's still alive and blah 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 and they do the whole you you bow to no man part with Aragorn uh -huh. and and you know and then they go back to the Shire and then you know like you learn that Frodo's leaving with Bilbo and Gandalf to go to the the eternal place with the elves that they they earned a place there and you know and Sam finishes the book and whatever it was just it felt so it just kept out. like kept going and going and go and i remember the book kind of kept going but at the same the book the book actually keeps going even more than that because you have the sacking of mm -hmm. the shire and the hobbits fighting back and driving out uh Sauron and worm tongue and all that other stuff right um, and you got to get then, through you know, all that and but yeah so i and then and then you ha and then you have to get through the part where frodo decides to leave mm -hmm. and then you have to get through the part where you know, it, it kind of explains what happens to everybody else, you know, like, um, you know, how Legolas and Gimli traveled the lands for a long time until they got to go also to the Eternal Lands. You know, Gimli was allowed to go because of the love he had for Galadriel. And then Pippin and Merry got old and died and were buried with Aragorn or buried next to Aragorn yeah. because of their role in all the historical events. And I think Arwen then went and joined her people. Yeah, it's um, just basically and left her children. Right, kept and then eventually, going. and then eventually Sam goes because he was also a ring bearer, so he got to go. But yeah, it just kept going and going and going and going. Anyway, that's my only beef with Lord of the Rings. Anyways, Snyder cut. Um, Dude, I'm looking forward to it. Like, when they announced that the Snyder Cut was coming to, to HBO Max, that was what sealed the deal for me to subscribe to HBO Max, was that and that alone. Now, the other content they're adding since the with the Warner Brothers takeover, it sounds like they're shutting down the DCU app and everything's moving to HBO Max. So that means, like, the Teen Titans and all that other stuff is going to be on there. So now the value is even up even higher. 
Um, wow. So I'm super stoked. Really I'm super that. stoked. I haven't yet. I was planning on doing it because of the Snyder Cut already. Because, but yeah. So all right. Anyway, but so there you go. HBO. But I'm you know I. I liked a lot of the stuff that was new. Like we got to see Dark Side. Yeah, yeah. They showed Dark Side front and fucking center. Oh, I mean, I can't right? even believe it. And oh, that was beautiful. With uh, yeah, it's just and I liked you know they put that the this very specific version of Hallelujah was the music behind. Oh, that was and like and so haunting. Very haunting. But I also feel like, I mean, that music was obviously intentionally chosen, but I think it's a double a double meaning, you know, with the hallelujah that, you know, like fans have been yelling for the Snyder Cut since before the original one was released when it was announced that Joss was taking that over. That Joss was taking over, uh, and then you found out it was such, a, that it was literally a completely different movie, and we a got fr- Batman Like a Frankenstein version. Uh, well, no, BV, BVS was was done completely by Zach, but and honestly, I don't mind BVS, especially if I watch the extended cut. Okay, the extended cut is actually a really good movie because it fills in all the story gaps that that the theatrical version of BVS released. If you haven't seen the the full version of BVS, watch it. It's a much better movie. Just in the same way, I think this full this full vision of Justice League by Zack Snyder is going to be a better movie. Um, but so, what else did we see from Fandom? We saw uh, the Suicide uh, Squad, the Flash. We saw the Suicide Squad. We got introduced to the huge cast of characters. Huge, absolutely star-studded. Wow, packed, packed with stars, packed with characters. Um. You know, many of which are probably going to die in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, polka dot man. Because of <laughs> polka dot man. Yeah, polka dot fucking man is coming to live action. King Shark is coming to live yeah, action. I, I mean. How crazy. And it looks like the same kind of. It looks like a real close iteration of actually the King Shark, Shark they've been using on the television series. On CW, yeah. yeah. So it is not actually, yeah. It's, it's not actually not the, the same, first. But yeah, yeah. Because he was on Flash. They brought King Shark to Flash. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and was good actually. Yeah. I really liked it. But I think I think we're gonna see this King Shark doing what that King Shark didn't, and he's gonna be chomping on motherfuckers. Yes, I agree completely. Um, I, I think they can take this a lot further than what they where they did on the TV. But um, yeah, you so know, it, and, it, and they and they they gave some big roles to some. To some new upstart actors like this Idris Elba guy, you know, is getting to play Bloodsport and this Mar- Margot Robbie girl is getting to play Harley Quinn. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, Nathan Fillion, TDK, you know, we got Michael Rooker in there. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. I mean, and it's James. It's James Gunn. It's James Gunn. It's so, you know, it's going to be just fun from start to finish, probably even with as violent as it's probably going to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. Yeah, the way they delivered the trailer, it was like the trailer was fun. Versus what the original movie, the original Suicide Squad movie, this one, completely different feel in my mind. Yeah, totally different tone. And probably the tone the first one should have taken, although I hear... That the first one was also kind of a victim of the same thing that maybe Justice League and BVS were some some very heavy editing to 
to appease somebody's vision. Okay. And that there might be a might be a who was the director of the original Suicide Squad? Was it David Ayers? I don't remember. Or David S. Or David S. Goyer. But there's a there's now now that Zack Snyder's version of Justice League is coming, there's maybe some clamor. Can we get the original version of of Suicide Squad? Maybe it'd be cool. Um, but you know, I'm not I'm not married to it. I don't I don't one way or the other. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I liked Will Smith as Deadshot was awesome. Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang was great. Um, I mean, Suicide Squad, yeah. No, is it Jared Leto's Joker? Did Jared Leto's Joker? We yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah Captain Boomerang's back spend... for number two though. Did he? He, he is. He did. He, he live. Is. He is. Jai. He did. He okay. did live. He did live. Yeah. Um, most of them didn't. Harley <sighs> lived. Deadshot lived. Um, yeah, El Diablo sacrificed himself. He basically died fighting the Enchantress's demon brother. Um, Rick Flag, I think it's the same. Rick Flag is back. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Margot's back as Harley. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Rick Flag, Harley, and Jai Courtney uh, as Captain Boomerang are the only three originals coming back. Yeah, I, I think I, I, from what I noticed, at least, I think you're right. I did because I didn't I didn't see Katana in there. No, I was didn't. that her name? Katana, right? That's who the, with the mask, half mask or whatever. With the yeah. mask, and she has the sword that has her husband's soul in it. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see her either. Yeah, I didn't see her, and obviously Deadshot's not back for whatever reason. Right. So yeah, it looks like though it's going to be a really fun movie. I'm, but there were a lot of other movies. What was uh. Oh, shoot. What was the other movie that I, I watched the trailer for and got excited about? Damn it. Well, I mean, they so they put out they put out a bunch of information on the Black Adam movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, and the movie. So we got to see. Oh, sorry. We got to see a bunch of promo images of him and the Justice Society of America is coming in that movie. Um. So that means we're going to get a live-action Hawkman and a live-action Doctor Fate, um, which is extremely exciting to me. Extremely exciting. Spider-Man um, movies. Did you see those ones? I know it's not at the DC one, but did you? See, oh, the, oh, of the those posters. Yeah, you sent me those posters. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if those are fan art or if they're official, but yeah, those posters were great. Um, I watched the trailer for but, uh, the Venom. Uh, what 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 is it? Uh, Let there be carnage or whatever. Yeah 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 oh, yeah. Oh dude, that's fucking creepy. And and dude, Woody Harrelson is Cletus <laughs> Cassidy. Just an awesome, so perfect. awesome fucking choice. It's awesome fucking decision. They they get to um, go dark with Spider Man, dude. It, this is like if if you're a Spider Man fan, but you started out. I mean. I started out to me when with uh, with Spider-Man in the '80s, and so it was much like watching the fun Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi, uh, that kind of stuff on the screen. It was this almost like mashup between Spider-Man on screen and almost campy, but not. And it was just it was done well, but maybe not the third. But I liked the first and the second. The second was amazing, um, but I, I remember 
in my growth of Spider-Man in the comic, because that was kind of where I started. Spider-Man was fun. Spider-Man was this... I mean, he had a whole lot going for him in the 80s, even when it was going bad. And then... But you want... I, I guess there was always this point where when does it get real for Spider-Man? And I grew up, and I wanted to get more of a mature story. And then all of a sudden, I remember... Um, they started hitting hitting with these more mature storylines and more i don't know it's like and they kind of always had but it just always felt more fun than it did serious and then i think what was it uh uh what was it mcfarlane was it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he started doing the art before spawn for Spider-Man and his take on Spider-Man was just obviously everybody know it's really iconic the bigger eyes it still it, he was a whole lot more arachnid the webs it was a lot darker and they started exploring that m- more mature side of Spider-Man and the audience and it really resonated well so to see the them and that and then that's when cuz then you start uh, it's like even it's when you start seeing because you had the maximum carnage stuff. You you had carnage even before you know obviously come to life in life in the nineties. Um, really, I mean, yeah, he was there before, but but venom and all those things. But it really took off, and it these moments for it to really take those ideas, like using a serial killer in the way that they did carnage they explored death of actual like civilians and people and because he was a serial killer he killed a lot of people and they didn't gloss over it you know oh yeah they weren't shy about venom or carnage being killers Mm-mm. um which was troublesome to them at some point especially when they tried to or when they successfully took venom down the hero route which you know they did in they did in the first movie in the you know the the movie that kicked it all off with tom hardy yeah you know he's he's yes he's killing criminals and eating them um or eating their brains at any rate um but you're still you know you're he's funny and entertaining they both are and you're 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 meant to root for them um but i mean they were both just straight up villains at first um but yeah i'm looking forward to it and actually the thing about venom 2 that i think interests me the most is in that trailer who pops up spider-man tom Holland. no oh who, who 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 michael keaton Oh, Vulture himself, possibly. I didn't catch that. Yeah, Michael Keaton is in there. And I guarantee it's Vulture. That's the thing about it. I guarantee you it's Vulture, too. I saw Avengers. You see Avengers Tower. You see Venom going up the side of Avengers Tower, dude. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be be really... It's yeah, it's gonna be cool. But hey, let's uh, let's hop back, back to, to DC. DC sorry, fandom. sorry, sorry. I'm a Spider-Man because fan. Speaking Everybody of, knows. Yeah, yeah. We but all speaking have of speaking of but my speaking favorites. of Michael Keaton. Speaking of Michael Keaton. Segway. They showed us some Flashpoint shit and announced that yes, Flashpoint is coming, and we will get Michael Keaton reprising his role as Bruce Wayne, 
and, and fucking Affleck. Batfleck. Right? Affleck and Keaton. In the same movie. Now, all they got to... In the same movie, now all they have to do is get Christian Bale on board, and you okay. are going to you are going to melt motherfuckers' faces. Can I say one thing? It'd though? be great. No, you can't. Fuck you. This is this is not the place to say things. This you is the place. No, I want to say I, it. I want to say <laughs> it. Yeah, say it. Go, dude. Go, the Batman. Pattinson. I can't I fucking believe it. Oh, hold on. Well, we no. The Batman deserves its own block of of talking, and I was saving it for last. I know, but, but we will get dude, there. But dude, Keaton and Affleck. But Keaton and Affleck. Throw them all oh, in. Keaton and all Affleck. Four. Anyway. Oh, hey, there's a good thought. Get him in there too. It's dude. Obviously, with Flash has not even had a single frame of footage shot yet. It's very possible we could get four Batman, and if they decide to get creative with CGI, maybe get a little Adam West in there while you're at it. God, dude. Oh. <laughs> Seriously. I'm, I, and I'm Val just... Kimmer. Fuck it. Bring them all back. Bring, Bring back Clooney and his bat nipples, too. <laughs> fuck it. Get them all bat in there. Nipples. Get them all in there. Oh, fuck it. Oh, God. I forgot um, about Clooney's yeah, bat so, nipples. So... So for the Flashpoint movie, which has been tr- has been troubled with directors coming and going and looking like it never will happen. And some people were saying it just shouldn't happen. It's coming. Mm-hmm. And it just gave us a lot of reasons to be excited. Um, so video games. They showed two DC video game trailers oh. while at the fandom. Uh, the first was a game... That at least in parts has been rumored for a while uh, from the Warner Brothers Interactive Studios who made like uh, the Injustice games and they make Mortal Kombat. Um, But they're doing a Arkham styled game, which is not in the Arkham universe, confirmed not in the Arkham universe. Yeah, I, I can't of, see that it is because the, the, it's not. It's confirmed that it's yeah, not. I don't. After the last Arkham game, I just don't see how they would, but I mean, you know. Well, I mean, there was a lot of ways they could keep the Arkhamverse going, but I think maybe they've moved on. But Gotham Knights is coming. Oh, God. And a, a giant open world game in which it appears that Batman is gone, and Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, and Red Hood are stepping up to protect Gotham. It is capable of being played co-op. Apparently you can start like the open world hits you almost immediately as the game launches and co-op. You can even have the same people playing the same character. So if you want to have two night wings out there kicking ass, you can have two night wings. And can I just say finally, Uh, because I, I mean, my thing has always been is I've been waiting for Dick Grayson to get his, I don't know, graduate. I know he has been Nightwing forever, but I just, there hasn't been a lot. It's, he's still in the shadow of Batman, no matter what you do. It's like, well, I mean, he, I want him. I mean, honestly, he needs, he, I'm, I'm a little, I was a little shocked that they would have a storyline where it appears that Batman's gone and they're fighting the Court of Owls and not have to and not take the jump to where it's like he's Batman now. But because will that's they? always kind of 
that's always kind of been the they might in the game. It's very possible. I mean, we saw we saw that, stuff because if it was me, I'd leave it out of the uh, the advanced trailers and all those kind of things, just because. Don't let people know that you eventually you get to choose which one to promote or you get to, or to make Batman, but or maybe they all get a chance to wear a bat the Batman suit or Batwoman. Maybe 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 we get a cool bat uh, like a moment. We get a cool bat family moment. I mean, I don't think Batgirl will ever evolve to Batman because that just doesn't make sense. But and a Batwoman you know, is always. I mean, if Kathy, can, but if Kathy Kane exists in that universe, then they already also have a Batwoman. That's true. Um, so it's hard to say, but uh, yeah, I mean, it would be cool if Dick Grayson would become Batman. But here's the other thing: is I don't think even if I he don't think Bruce Wayne is. I don't think Bruce Wayne's dead mm, in that game. That's true. I don't think Bruce Wayne's dead. Um, but um, well, my thing is, even if he doesn't become the Batman or whatever Batman, the th- what he what he gets you're getting is, and I know there's you, it's not just Dick Grayson. You also have Jason Todd. Um, it looks like Tim Drake and obviously Barbara Gordon. Um, yeah, it's it's potentially Damian Wayne. Although Damian Wayne uses Ra's Al Ghul's sword, and this 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 Robin doesn't appear to have a sword. He appears to have a staff. Mm-hmm. Um, which is definitely that's Tim Drake's weapon. So, yeah, yeah I don't think it's Damian Wayne. I think you're right. I, um, I agree it, completely. I thought, but it, it was. could be. I mean, the the potential is definitely there. I have to say, I'm not a huge fan of the costume choice for Robin mm. in this game. It looks like a baggy jumpsuit. Yeah. Um. Whereas the other guys look like they're in like armor, like they're in combat gear, and he's almost looking like he's wearing pajamas. Um, so I'm, I hope that suit evolves a little bit before the final game comes out because dude, they nailed Tim Drake in the Arkham games. Yeah, they did. Uh, his look was amazing. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm excited about Red Hood too, actually. In this yeah, game, yeah, yeah. Me too. Because well, Arkham, um, Arkham Knight had an expansion where you could play as him mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun. Um, but just like Arkham Knight had an expansion where you could play as Batgirl. Um, which was great because it was you and Tim Drake teamed up and you were going after the Joker. Um, and it was actually, I guess it was right before Arkham Asylum, I think, that that took place. Mm-hmm. Or somewhere in there because it was before she was shot, obviously, yeah. because she's Oracle in those games. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm excited because more, more Batverse games are never a bad thing. And then Suicide Squad is getting a game from Rocksteady, the people who made the Arkham games. Oh, shit. I did um, not see that. But, I mean, that I can't. Yeah, yeah. So hey, Why not? So you have, you have Deadshot, Harley, King Shark, and Captain Boomerang uh, are the playable see? characters. They, they... And it appears, storyline-wise, it appears that Brainiac has conquered Earth and has corrupted Superman. And you, Task Force X, is tasked with taking out Superman and possibly Brainiac. It's hard to say, but um, but yeah, this one's from the studio that made the Arkham games, and so those games are nothing but quality. So yeah, that should be that should be awesome. I'm not gonna say uh, anything, we gotta, but we'll see how long it takes them to get the goddamn things out. <clears throat> 
Uh, the video game industry is actually still chugging along at a pretty I, good I'm clip. not saying and I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying my my thing with the Rocksteady is if my re- memory serves me right, they constantly kind of push back um, and delay releases to get. I mean, it's for quality again, quality in games, but they they don't rush things and they take their time which means well that's i mean but that's why they get such a high quality product and but we'll see it might be two years down the road or so that we oh i i mean i i we we obviously we saw some in-game actual playable stuff from the gotham knights game but we didn't see anything but an animated trailer from the suicide squad stuff yeah so yeah that game is probably a while out um but Gotham Knights, I think, is closer to completion mm-hmm. at this point. Oh, it looked like um, it. There was definite gameplay going on. Yeah, definite gameplay. Um, so now, the the crown jewel of DC fandom, Matt Reeves, the Batman, starring Captain Sparkly Chest, Vampire, I was Robert Pattinson. such a critic. Well, I mean... Okay, so I've never watched a single minute of the Twilight movies, and I never will. I've never read the books, don't care. That being said, every anything I've ever seen of Robert Pattinson, he is a broody sort of guy. And Batman, if not Bruce Wayne, then Batman for sure is a brooder. He's a heavy, deep thinker with scowling... Um, and this is obviously a younger version of Batman. Uh, I think they said this is like Batman Year Two. So yeah. if you've ever read Batman Year One from Frank Miller, this would be like a year after that. Um, hence oh, the Year such Two. Such a goddamn fucking good comic. But what a trailer, dude! Starting oh. off with with somebody duct taping a body. I mean, it looks dark as fuck. Right, duct tapes and the head up. Like completely, yeah, dude, and and there's there's talk that the person doing the duct taping is the Riddler. I could see it. Um, Colin Farrell is in the trailer, although he's not recognizable from, from the because penguin? of the prosthetics as the Penguin. Oh God, I didn't and even I didn't even have a clue it was him. Yeah, this this movie is stacked with talent because whether you like him or not, Colin Farrell is a really good actor, and he's. Um, Did you notice the Batmobile now? And and I'm not going to reveal a whole lot about it right now. We'll get back to it. But it looks kind of like a freaking 70s Charger muscle car kind of thing. Oh, yeah. No, dude. it looks like the kind of car you would build at home yourself. Right. Like like he's still trying to figure shit out. But um, But the reason why I say it and bring it up is because the style uh of it, how it looks that's the kind of i mean that that real rough kind of vehicle look is kind of what they're going with and you see penguin not in a rubber ducky mobile but he's in i mean he's in something i would almost say contends to be similar to the souped up kind of shit that batman has i don't know how rough around the edges if it's the same as what you what we see and we'll go into but definitely it's it's not as campy as we obviously got with the Tim Burton um, Penguin and those films. They they definitely went more, I would say, between 
Tim Burton and um, who did uh, the Nolan? Uh, what is it, Christopher Nolan? Christopher Nolan Batman's right. Yeah, with the with the Christian Bale yeah, Batman, yeah. and obviously yeah. Heath Ledger's legendary performance yeah. as Joker. Yeah, so th- it looks like they went in between the two of those almost, but with the same kind I, of dark. Uh, I would I it to me it looks like they turned the knob from from light to complete dark. Okay. This looks like a dark gritty detective movie, maybe yeah. murder investigation sort of thing. You know, getting to Batman's, he's the world's greatest detective, getting to those roots. I hope so. I mean, and I don't think this movie is going to shy away from violence at all. I mean, you obviously you get that scene at the end of the trailer where Batman just beats the ever-loving fuck out of a guy. And you obviously you start off with a body being duct taped. I think this is going to be the most adult Batman movie we've ever seen. Wasn't that um, the other cool thing about it is you didn't get Batman with these highly technical moves, dude. He just grabs the guy's fucking hand and I mean just goes sh- like oh, brawler at it yeah it's it's dome say hi to my fist as i beat your head in and then ask your buddies who wants some i mean is none none of the oh i'm hanging from the rafters with a grapple gun i'm gonna zip line you up and then they're gonna wonder where their buddy's at it's just like i'm vengeance and i'm gonna yeah Yeah, here it comes better fucking get ready because yeah that's but at the same time when i say when i say a mix between or the middle is I feel like you're still gonna you're gonna get the violence you're gonna get that really like you're gonna they're, you're gonna get that and you're gonna get the broody, but when I'm talking about the Burtons I'm talking about like okay Heath Ledger Joker it, there is a huge amount of realism right like yes crazy I would agree crazy amounts of, I think what we we may see with these guys is they may back off the realism a bit like because the joke like say nicholson's joker it they they had that was definitely more of a comic booky joker um versus the ledger and so i think oh a hundred percent we're gonna see like the penguin is still gonna you're gonna look at him and be like that you know a person like that is definitely is is more of a comic booky kind of look with the realism of the Nolan and the, the grit of the Nolan even further or even more so than that. But they're going to have this way to balance it with the idea that really you're seeing these comic book characters in a, in life. The, I just, it was just the way I looked at Colin Farrell's prosthetics. They didn't look exactly realistic they looked more character developed you know what i mean yeah yeah no i um i don't think i've been as excited for a movie since avengers endgame as i am for this batman movie it looks good um oh god i love the tone of the arkham games which is very very dark um and I, I think that tone 
only really can work for Batman. Like it'd be it would be super super tough to take any number of characters and have a dark tone. Um, I love my friend. Batman is yes yes because I mean isn't he the gold standard by which you hold every Batman story as it should be because he wrote the best ones or some of the best ones. Um, you know Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill back in their time when they were the chief architects of Batman they obviously did amazing stories but Frank Miller much in the same way as um, you know any number of people who have grabbed a character Frank Miller you know the way Alan Moore defined Swamp Thing Frank Miller his Dark Knight series really 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 defined the Batman and said, Hey, look, we understand that these are comics made for kids, but that doesn't mean that they can't hit a certain literary quality. I mean, and Alan Moore doing Swamp Thing is the best example. That's almost poetry. I mean, Neil Gaiman doing Sandman, you know, I mean, any number of people have elevated the comic book art and that's what Frank Miller did for Batman. And then, I mean, shit, then he did it for Daredevil. Um, but yeah, his that the Dark Knight Returns obviously is the gold standard by which every Batman story has ever been measured. And and again, justifiably so. If you've never read those books, you need to. Um and then you need to read them again. And you don't necessarily need to read the the second series of Dark Knight books. And I know there's a third one, but even I haven't touched them. Um, I was just waiting for them to be all collected and then, you know, real life happens and it's hard to sit down and read comic books these days. You know, I keep up with what I can, but I which mean, one was, I don't know how, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Which one, which one, which one was what? Um, I'm trying to remember, um, it wasn't Carmine. Was it his, her, his daughter, Sophia? What was the uh, you're series? Talking about Car- Carmine in- you're talking about Carmine Infantino? Uh, Falcone. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm talking, we're talking Batman creators and Carmine Infantino. Sorry, sorry, yes, them. no, yeah, yeah. From I'm, back in the day, yeah, I yeah, I was yeah, thinking sorry. about a series specifically. Falcone. 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 Um, yeah. Anyway, I was, it was that, which one was it? Was that back to the... God. Year one was that was that Batman Year one? Where does she first make an appearance? I don't know if it's Batman Year one. Was it okay? Well, because I, I I know it's not Dark Knight one and two. Ah, uh, here it is, Dark Victory. Dark uh, Victory. Okay. Ah, Je- Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale. Oh, Jeff Loeb. Fuck hell yeah, Jeff Loeb is awesome. Um, oh my god, that was one of my favorite Batman. But our Bat- Batman stories. It's like and there's been a lot. I mean, obviously, uh, what was the what's the one where where Jason Todd comes back and he's still nuts? It's the Red Hood and he's fucking with Batman at the start. Um, under the hood. Well, I mean, under the Red Hood. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. That storyline. Uh, that was another one that I I loved those ones, but. The thing about the Frank Miller that I just, I mean, that I really come back to and remember in the books is the the way he designed his character um, was yeah. so much more 
human than superhero. Oh, yes, 100%. Um, the, not only, I mean, so when you're talking design, you look at the physicality of that Batman in The Dark Knight Returns, where traditionally Batman had been obviously a muscular figure, but kind of tall and lean. And in his version, in The Dark Knight Returns, he is a hulking mass of a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and in his 50s at this point, and still, even though he's tried to ignore the pull of the Batman for 10 years, n- is no longer able to ignore it and ha- feels compelled to take action, even though the government doesn't want him to. And then that obviously that puts him at odds with the government's puppet, Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, the fact that a large majority of the dialogue in the Dark Knight Returns takes place solely in Batman's head is one of my favorite things where he's literally like narrating his fight with people Mm -hmm. like in his head. He's not talking out loud, but you're hearing his words. You're reading his words and thoughts. He's going to step. Um, I'm going to, you know, he, he just these things that, yep, he, he, you, he tells you what he's going to do. There are, there are 12 possible counters to this move. Seven of them are lethal. Mm-hmm. Four of them cripple. And I chose crippling and, you know, yeah. you know, stuff like that. I chose this one. He should, he should feel lucky. And all this stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Like, and that, I, there was just something, I mean, between the art, the writing, it was just, it it made this superhero it's like what everybody believed and it's like it's that's that batman could be anybody and if you put the work in and well okay and you had billions of dollars um but he was he was a normal dude he wasn't like he wasn't he wasn't super powered he wasn't mutated he wasn't anything other than a man and he was smart and yeah he had a lot of money so he could invest in a huge huge amount of tech but he was still just a man it's kind of like the tony stark in that sense you know except nobody knows who batman is yeah and tony stark's ego can't he can't not tell people that he's iron man he has to his ego right. demands that he tell people he's Iron Man, and it's fine. It's fine. different characters. Trust me, because because it is different characters, and we love Iron Man for Iron Man and um, Batman for Batman. And Batman is my second favorite superhero, or comic book superhero, I guess you could say. Um, Spider Man being the first, but yeah, yeah, no, and I think honestly, I think most people's lists, I think Start those there. two are usually at the top, <laughs> right? It's and and it's and it's either one or the other at number one or number two. I think in most people, that's a very very fair thing to say. Is it's either or at number one and number two, um, right? My list doesn't go that way because my list goes uh, Daredevil, mm. Batman, Superman, Cap. And then it's a toss-up after that. Um, oh wow! But no, I I I love I love the Batverse. Um, and you know, but here's let me let me jump back. 
one of the reasons I love Daredevil so much and one of the reasons I love Batman so much is because of Frank Miller. Yep. Because of the stories he crafted around both of those characters. Completely. I mean, yeah. if you've for Daredevil, if you've never read The Man Without Fear or, or the or the Born Again run, if you so read good. all of Frank Miller's Daredevil runs, they're oh, incredible. So good. And then you read everything he's ever done with Batman. Again, incredible. And then you go and read the stuff he went on to create for his own. Like, hey, you ever seen that movie 300? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wrote the graphic novel. He he did that. Right. You know, in the same way that Alan Moore, like, made Swamp Thing into absolute poetry and did the killing joke. He, and then he did the Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Right. That was Alan Moore. Right. Yeah. Alan Moore did the Watchmen. I right? so. Yeah. No, I yes. thought so, too. But I don't I'm getting older and I don't always trust my memory about shit. So, I mean. Uh, Alan Moore. Create, yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah. Alan Moore, Len, Len Wein, Wine? Len Wein, yeah, Len, Wein. Len Wine. Um, Dave Gibbons. Yeah. That's the other one. There are three of them, but yeah, Alan Moore's first front and second. Is the creator, is the main creator, yes. He came up with it. Yeah. He, yeah, a right, he was the writer, Gibbons was the artist, and Higgins did the coloring. I don't know what what the other guy did. I don't know. Anyway, so that's that's what I'm seeing quickly. But as you were saying, it's like again another guy who's huge history and uh, definitely someone to check out in the industry. It's like, but yeah, it's really cool to see what they're gonna do with it. I like <laughs> I like the costume. And again, now let's let's talk about it. The Batmobile. God damn, that thing looks fucking sweet. And the way it sounds, it's, I mean, not only does it light up like, like roaring, like huge V, V10, I think is what I, I keep hearing is what it looks like. People, car, car aficionados um, are saying it looks like a V10, but you, you also hear this turbine sound, almost like the jet engine. Like, uh, you remember, uh, um, what was the, in, in Keaton's car? You remember that one? The, the Keaton Batmobile? Oh, yeah. The, the turbine, the jet turbine, it, or even... Yep, yep, yep. Um, you could even go back to the classic classic Batman with the, you know... Because didn't that have the turbine sound? Turbines to power atomic... Oh, wait. Atomic batteries to power turbines to speed. That was the, the Adam West yes. thing when they were firing up their Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, like a spooling up of real power. You know, about ready to, to make sure Batman can get his ass to wherever he needs to get in a hurry. And it was like, so, ah, um, oh. and it's what you were saying about it earlier. It was, I mean, th- they have it like uh, the, the, a custom, uh, like a home custom. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I'm, I'm all for the car. I mean, it's the Batmobile, whatever you want to call it. It, um. You know, it doesn't necessarily need to be... I, to me, it's not super important how the Batmobile looks. I mean, I've I've never not liked a version of the Batmobile. I probably actually like the Christian Bale version of the Batmobile the least. Agreed. I liked, I liked the Batmobile in Justice League, the one Batfleck drove, mm. because it's, you know, it seemed like... Uh, 
like a blend between a a yeah. functional vehicle and something that he could fight from and with. Um, it was where you know Ke- Keaton's was more of a of a mode of transportation. Um, I, but I like it when they blend the two worlds of like tank and performance car. I felt like that's what kind of the that I saw really with uh, the Ben uh, Batfleck. Uh, car his batmobile reminded me really of kind of if you took keaton's batmobile and really made it into a drivable combat vehicle because it still had that long extended end it had that cockpit like and slide yeah it's it, to me, it seems like a blend of Keaton's and Bale's. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and it's a good blend. Like, if they had a baby, that's what would come out, and it's mm-hmm. a good blend. I like it. Um, what did you think about the the bat suit? Because we got our first really good look at it. I, I had two feelings. Two very dis- distinctly different feelings. Um, I feel like my feelings are going to be the same as yours, so I'm I'm sitting here with great anticipation. The fight scenes, and when I saw him in it in these action scenes, I was like, "Oh my god, that's the bat suit!" That I mean, it's like it felt like Arkham. You know, it didn't feel yes nearly as yes, campy yes. as what I the Ben Affleck suit felt like to me. The Ben Affleck suit I liked, but I didn't like it as much once I saw it on. screen. Green. I really liked it in the pictures, but on screen, I don't know if I translated as well as I was hoping it did. Yeah, it was the, the Affleck suit was definitely a kind of a take on the Frank Miller design mm-hmm. for sure. Very, very inspired by it. But I, that's a hard suit to pull off. Yeah. Especially with the giant with the giant kind of flat bat symbol. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one's hard to pull off. Yeah, so I'm not... Now, don't get me wrong. I, I liked it, but it was... It was like... And it wasn't Christian Bale's that I felt like was, you know, more combat suit. I felt like this this was a bat suit. My own... You know, a little bit unrefined in the he's sense... He's not wearing hockey pads. He's Right. Yeah, it was like there were some things that I felt almost like thinking, okay, definitely there were some elements of it that looked almost homemade in some aspects. So, but again, we're getting a second year Batman. um, So I'm not quite sure what the ultimate motivation is. But then I saw this fucking profile shot of it. And on that poster that you sent. That's the best profile shot I've seen is on that poster that you sent. Yeah, and I hated it. Yeah, um, I like the look of the suit. It does, like, because the, to me, the ultimate version of Batman we're ever going to get is the one from the Arkham games. You, I mean, say what you will, say what you want. Yes, it's probably much easier to pull that sort of stuff off in an animated video game form. But that suit or those suits that you get in those games are nearly perfection. Um, so I like the suit. Although Pattinson seems small in it, which I'm not sure I care for. I wish they would have gotten a bigger, more imposing figure. Um, I don't like the cowl. The cowl doesn't seem right to me. That's... And I'm not sure why. I think 
it's if I'm remembering it right, it's kind of, it's very very rounded instead of of being you know, more angular. Uh, I think and the and the horns seem too short. See, that didn't bother me. It doesn't me. seem proportional. It doesn't seem proportional. It just the it seems to me like the cowl doesn't go with the suit. Now, I know we're looking at a movie that's I think they said they shot 25% of it. And then it still has to go to post and all this other shit. And so there's a lot that can change. I, I feel like they're close, but I don't feel like they've quite nailed it yet. Okay, you ready for what? why I don't like it? Oh, absolutely, It buddy. has absolutely. to do with the fact that the face, okay? Like, you look at the profile picture on what I sent, sent you, and the cowl, the mask, right, from the nose. It comes back and curves up a little bit like along the the cheekbones to breast almost all the way back at the back of his jaw then it drops down under his chin so there's no chin strap there's no anything like that his chin and everything is just free so the cowl itself looks more like just like a set of goggle masks rather than an actual goddamn cowl you look at most batman stuff and it it the it, it comes down kind of right at uh, what the where the cheekbones become prominent, not back at the jawline. It, it comes down right there on, on the like almost edges of the the mouth. You're where you you know kind of your your face and his goes just all the way back. And I don't like how it creates this kind of bowl shaped cowl. Yeah, I think I I don't think this is the best angle on it. I think the picture and the fact that maybe it's in black and white is kind of showing it not in its best light. But yeah, no, the cowl, I think the cowl needs work for sure, but I don't think they're going to put in that work. I think they're going to save that for the next time Pattinson suits up. We'll see an evolution of the suit. And maybe that's part of the reason why the suit is meant to look like it doesn't exactly go with each other. He's still evolving as Batman, and he's still figuring his shit out. I, th- I think that's um, absolutely the case. And it, there are periods, it's like I see other leaked reveals that show the cowl with the, with that, with the jawline covered. So I'm seeing, like, several versions of the cowl, and I don't... And that was kind of what I felt. Like, the fight scene, (laughs) I felt like his cowl covered his cheeks. And then I saw this profile pic that it goes all the way back and exposes his jawline. Um, And so I'm not quite sure what we're getting at this point in time. Well, I mean, the exposed jawline is not really a problem because most of the bat suits do have an exposed jawline. I think Christian Bale's didn't, if I'm remembering right. But, like, you look at the Arkham suit, that jawline's exposed. You look at Batman the Animated Series, which is probably, no, not even probably. It's absolutely where the Arkham series actually spawned from. Because, I mean, look at who they took the voices from. They took them from the animated series. Um, at least for at least for Bruce and for the Joker. Yeah, but I'm looking there. at the I'm looking at the uh, like some pictures from like the Arkham games, and even those have it. They do have the jaw, like the chin, and a little bit of jaw exposed, but most of them come down to cover still about half of the chin. 
It's like his is I feel like his is the first that I've seen that goes back that far. Yeah. And I don't like it. That that's my issue. That's that's my thing about the suit is and I didn't when I saw the fight scene I didn't see that and I thought, "Wow, this is going to I love the suit." And then I saw it in like kind of the profile and I thought I, I really don't like the cowl at all of the suit. I might like other parts of it, but I don't like the cowl, I don't think. And we'll see what happens as we, as we, you know, once it comes out and once we start getting some more finished looks. And I'm hoping that that improves because <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I, I think, I think where part of the issue might be coming in with the cowl in this is, and I'm not sure that any of the other movies have tried to do it like this but if you look at the cowls especially in like the arkham games which a lot of them are based on suits from the comics and what and whatnot and the animated series um the cowl is connected or appears to be connected to the cape in some of these cases and it seems like they might be trying to replicate that with pattinson his Um, cape looks like he has a collar though yeah and and I mean, I could be wrong because, I mean, I don't have the trailer playing in front of me to get a good a good perspective. But, I mean... It's almost like the Dawn of Justice Batman. Have you, see, have you seen yeah. that one? Uh, the Dawn of Justice... Yeah, I'm, I'm actually... I'm, I'm okay. looking at it right now, yeah. It, it reminds me a lot of that, but if you even cut it back a little bit, like, further towards the, the you know, but... or. And I can't tell if the picture I'm looking at has a chin on it, chin like any kind of chin strap. But it's like even I want to say even Keaton's had didn't. I mean, it still covered about half his cheek. And so that's kind of that is my only one, my only area of being like that I don't really like the suit, but. Because even most of them that I see, they're doing like it's like half cheek, but his cuts all the way back, like crazy. Yeah. See, I think because they made his his chest have that metal look, because they want that bat symbol to pop. I think I think if they darkened, like instead of having that that part be like a silvery, like almost stainless steel appearing appearing metal, if they grade that. Uh huh. I think it I think it would fix some of the problems because I think that's part of the issue is that your eye when you're looking at that suit and color is contrasting between those the the extremes between those two tones. Yeah. And I think and I think it breaks up the the smoothness of the suit that is is actually kind of a kind of a staple of Batman is all of his suits always just seem to blend so well and and there's just something aesthetically about it that is distracting mm-hmm. and I, I i think i think they'll realize that down the line because they want that bat symbol to pop because you know it's supposedly made from the pieces of the gun that killed his parents. parents right now i like that yes and i do like that too i do like that a lot um you know the, the what did they say the object that broke my heart will now protect it or something along those lines i think was was a line from one of the comics, maybe from Batman Year One, in fact, if I'm if I'm remembering correct. But mm-hmm. 
sure. But yeah, looking at I'm looking at nothing but Arkham suits here. I think I think if they changed the tone of the armor, if they just darkened that chest part up a little bit, I think it might actually go a long way. And then tweak the cowl slightly and I think it would be fine. But that's my I mean sitting here we're sitting here as comic book fans bitching about the cowl you know um right i we'll see how you it know translates. having it might translate having, really well and it might and you know what and if the movie is fantastic i'm not going to give a fuck about any of it seriously so, me neither. they can even i mean um there's so much you can explain it's like a way well it's like and be like well yeah it's a sec it's his First generation cowl, of course, is going to look roughshod and maybe crappy. Yeah, and I think that's a perfectly good in-universe explanation, especially if he ends up getting his ass kicked and having to be like, I have to do something different. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe we'll see a different look by the by the end of the movie, or even maybe even a midway point. Um, right. Agreed. I, I'm. I'm. But you know what? As as. Uh, Pattinson has been the only Batman actor announced in my life that I had any doubts of. And, you know, frankly, part of that is because I'm just not familiar with his work because I've never watched it. His his movies have never been targeted for my demographic. But now they are. Now he is in a movie that is targeting directly something I love. And I am excited to see what he does with this role. I'm excited to see what he does with this movie. Because this this movie is being treated incredibly serious on all fronts. It's got amazing writers. It's got Matt Reeves directing, and he is a fucking filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you and if you need to see any example of that, watch the new Planet of the Apes movies. They are spectacular. They are works of art. They are fucking amazing. Um, and I mean, and you look at the talent being put into the movie as the as the villains and as as uh, as the supporting cast. I mean, fucking Jeffrey Wright playing Commissioner Gordon. Like, I liked all the Commissioner Gordons we've had in the last few movies. I mean, <laughs> but he seems born to the role. Yeah. Like you walked in, you walk in knowing if you knew he was Commissioner Gordon going in, great. But you wouldn't, I don't think, glean from the trailer if you didn't know he was Gordon that he was Gordon. I don't think the trailer refers to him as Commissioner Gordon. No, I don't think I don't, so. I don't remember it. But, um. Boy, I'm looking at all the different, like, uh, like, it's, okay, I'm not, I say all the different, but I'm looking at a lot of different cowls right now uh most simplistic actually oddly i mean okay and you might say west but actually keaton's had was one of the the i don't know it a lot of straight lines not a whole lot of facial expression on it i mean west it was it had multi-tones it actually i mean with the coloration uh that they put for with the eyebrows and paint on there those kind of things it actually has more personality than keaton's does even keaton has a brow and then like ridges where a nose might be but it really is more of this 
large, hollow kind of creepy face. Kilmer's is where you start getting more um, features on the mask. But Bales and Affleck's, I mean, those ones are really a whole lot more um, Frank Miller, Tang, the fer Batman's first year, the whole uh, Tang, Tang, Tangu, what is it? Is that the Tangu? Shoe mask, dude. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. Um, anyway, but anyway, uh, the, the point being that it's like it, it really is kind of an interesting evolution that they've made with the masks, obviously, from being really kind of plain to now they're they. They really are honoring that whole idea of of where Batman got his original training and and the storybook that w the comics that way. It really is interesting to see that. Uh, I, I mean, check it out. Check it out. It's all, maybe we'll put it on the uh, get it up on a Facebook page here. Um, we'll see what we do with how to do that. Are we going to combine it? Yeah. With the Broom Boys. Anyway, that that would be no, a different. No, I think we need to. I think we might need to keep that stuff separate. So. Because, you know. Yeah, anyway. We'll, but we'll, dis we'll discuss that. But anyway, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, I'm super excited for. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, I loved Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon. and um, He reminded me of a Frank Miller Commissioner Gordon, Gordon, but he almost seemed a little bit more clumsy than I, I guess I was expecting. Is that a good way to say it? I think so. Um, I think so. That's that's fair, but I mean, you also saw him evolve from a street cop to mm, true. Um, you saw him evolve from a street cop to the um, to the commissioner over the course of a couple of movies, and then, I mean, dude, how do you how do you complain about J.K. Simmons being Commissioner Gordon in the Justice League, even though it was only for one movie? Um. How do you complain about J.K. Simmons? He's amazing. He's the fucking man. But he's also back where he belongs playing J. Jonah Jameson. So, right. Um, oh, God. So perfect yeah. for that. But at the same time, yeah, it's like another good, great casting when it comes to it. So I, I'm just. But Jeffrey Wright, I mean, I don't know how much you've seen him in. Um, he just fit it when I, I in the trailer, dude, I saw I saw him and I was like, oh, that's Gordon. It's like, I, I yeah, guess I didn't yeah. have any question about who it was. As long as you're f familiar with Gordon, I felt like you just look at the guy and you're like, and he has this, he didn't, I, I think we're going to still get a cop, Gordon, do you think, or do you think his commissioner? No, did we see a... I think Go ahead. he seems to be in charge. He seems to be in charge when he's walking into the, uh, to the crime scene. Like, they literally, like, he parts the, the sea of cops to... To get there, and he's the one front and center talking to Batman. Um, but, you know, I mean, take this for what it is. I mean, Jeffrey Wright's been acting for a really long time. A really, really, really long time. He's been in a lot of movies. I've seen him in a lot of movies over the course of my life. But, I mean, the, the, the part I'm most familiar with him playing is he plays Felix Leiter in the Daniel Craig James Bond movies. And this they're not massive roles, but it's it's an important character in the James Bond verse. 
and he's awesome. I mean, he chews up and almost steals every scene that he's in. Um, and I can only imagine it's hard to share the stage with an actor of his caliber. And I'm excited to see what he does with Commissioner Gordon. I'm excited for this whole movie now in a way that I, I wasn't before. And yeah, Robert Pattinson has my support until he does something to lose it. Agreed. Agreed. And from what I'm seeing is I'm, it's like, and I think that, it, you know, I, I, I expressed it earlier with the, the idea of the Marvel films and the direction they're going with Spider-Man and Venom and all those things, uh, or with at least going with the, that universe and that set with the Venom movies. I just I like the adult themes and I like what what we're seeing the kind of Batman movies evolve to. It was one of the things I I appreciated about Burton's the first Batman uh, film that he did. Um, it was while it was I, I, I really incredibly you know it was Tim Burton style and it was a whole lot comic booky. Um, it was still really kind of dark, uh, weird dark, but dark. And that changed with obviously, uh, Batman and Robin and all the, the Batman movies with Clooney and Kilmer and those kind of things. They, they lost that dark and really got into this whole campy vibe, I guess. You know? Yeah. Yeah, they kept running with it for sure. Um, and, and I think what I liked about Burton was he balanced a, an amount of campy with the right amount of, um, I guess, serious or, or at least thriller or something. He, he balanced it well in a way that it didn't not fit and you, you lost sight of what kind of the movie was still kind of dark. And, and so I liked it when they got back to that. Um, but I still like the idea that it's still, you're taking a comic book and you need to bring it to the screen. I really, I'm hopeful to see that go into, you know, a movie with that balances really dark with still keeping it a comic book movie, you know? Yeah, but I mean, like I said a long time ago or a while ago at any rate, if there's any comic movie that needs to be dark, it's Batman. I mean, I, I, Batman should always be filmed at night or in a rainstorm or whatever. Like, Batman dark. should never operate in the daylight. He, he just shouldn't. And he doesn't. And well, he used to in the back in the day in the comics, like you would be flipping through and he'd be walking down the street in full bad outfit talking to Commissioner Gordon in broad daylight is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you want to talk campy. You want to talk campy. That's fucking campy. There you go. Um, back, at, back at the start. But yeah, I mean, when, once you got into Frank Miller and you once you really have they evolved the Batman into or Batman. Into well, actually, dude, you got to give credit where credit's due. Mm -hmm. It was Neil and Denny that okay. returned Batman to his dark roots. It was Neil and Denny because Neil had I've listened to interviews where Neil had fights. Well, Neil and Denny had fights with uh, oh. Julie Schwartz, who used to be the editor in chief at D.C., saying, you know, you've got this detective who's walking around in the daylight and, 
you know, he's like, give me Batman, please. They wanted Batman. And he's like, no, no, you've got your other, you've got your stuff. You've got dead man. You've got this, you've got that. You're not getting Batman. And then he managed to, to get onto the brave and the bold. Cause you know, it was Batman teaming up with other heroes. Uh-huh. And that's where he introduced the dark Batman. And then DC started getting letters saying the only real Batman in their comics was in brave and the bold. And so that was, he was like, all right, you son of a bitch, you, you wormed your way into it. Now you have it. And that's when you started seeing the dark Batman again, the Batman that always should have been, you know, cause they were yeah. kind of also desperate to move away from, from the 66 TV show, you know, the Adam West and Rob Burt Ward, Batman and Robin, I mean, that was comic book campy, which I love. I love, I have, right? I but at the same never time, never say it a bad thing Batman. about it. It did hurt Batman. It did hurt Batman. But it hurt God, a lot I of things. I loved it, but it, it, it's fun, dude. It's just fun. Like, you're, not, you're for, not sitting there watching it for theatrical quality. You're just like, oh, look, Batman's got Robin on his back and he's spinning a circle and Robin's just pedal kicking the shit out of people you know and bang zip pal zoom and all that crap it's great for you know and caesar Caesar romero's joker it's a wonderful introduction for the uh uh, batman to kids yes yes but it's not one that you can look at and say this should be batman you got to say the only reason it should be batman is to introduce it to a younger generation so you don't have all of the you know the the dark tones that Batman really does, and and from there as they grow again, as we were talking about earlier, um, even you know to bring this like kind of full circle, with uh, Chadwick, um, they can see some of the stuff that he did that is lighter, and be introduced to the character, and then when they're of age and adults or young adults or whatever they are, and it's appropriate, they can divulge and di- go in and and see these more mature themed movies that the stars or say Batman has out there and really have a whole lot of different layers of Batman. And and these ones will produce their own kind of, uh, I guess, uh, inspiration. They, they, they will inspire people and make people, people feel a certain way just like when they were kids those other fun ones made them feel a certain way which is what inspired them to see these new ones and and they they may deal with you know a lot of different questions a lot of different thoughts a lot of different things from the more different uh, from the more mature and adult themes than they would have ever experienced had they not gone to see say a batman film and wanting to see that darker batman you know what i mean no, I feel you, dude. I feel you. I feel you. And that's, you know, that's another, I think, important thing that maybe some of us, and by us, maybe I should just talk about myself, but I do see it in other fans, is, and I see it in a lot of other fandoms as well. Like, I see it in Transformers a lot, where, you know, not every version of Optimus Prime that we see is the Peter Cullen voiced, you know, G1 or whatever version. You know, he he's voiced Optimus in a lot of media. Um, and he is obviously my preferred voice, but he can't always be. And unfortunately, you know, as 
as we know, people will pass and those roles will live on. Um, but that's, you know, that's not my optimist. So I don't recognize that as optimist. Or that's not my Megatron or, you know, that's not my Daredevil. That's not my Spider-Man. That's not my, that's not my, that's not my. Everybody wants to see their favorite version when these characters need to be for everybody. And, you know, you can't, you can't make one movie that's going to have a version for everybody. So that's why these other mediums have to exist and these other versions and other takes and other interpretations have to exist. So everybody can find that, that their version of Batman or Spider-Man or Daredevil or Superman or whoever lives in the pages or you know, on a screen the or wherever age he Superman, the, the new 52, the silver age. I mean, take your pick. There's... The, the weird, the weird Grant Morrison tower of Babel Superman, where he was just a, a being of electricity. I mean, I love those comics that Grant Morrison's one of the fucking best. His shit's awesome. But that was a weird take on Superman. I don't rec- as much as I love that series of books. I don't recognize that as my Superman. Yeah. Um, yep. And it's like, and that's I mean, okay. And, and even in, even in other ways where I recognize like they did Martian <laughs> Manhunter very well and they did Batman and Wonder Woman very well. And, you know, they had, they had a fat Wally West as the flash and they had Connor Hawk as green arrow, you know? Um, but those versions have to exist because everybody who wants to be into Batman should have the Batman that they're like, that's my Batman. My personal favorite Batman is like, is the one other than the dark Knight returns. I love, 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 love the animated series where he was voiced by Kevin Conroy, which again, I is the basis for the Arkham series. Like that's my favorite version of Batman. That world, that Batman world is my favorite. Um, and I, but it can't. Think, but it can't be the only version. It just can't. Well, it's not for everybody. And the nice part about again, the nice part about what you just said is, the the cartoon that version of Batman, that's like, that that's a wonderful entry level Batman. You learn his his um, ethics and morals. You learn his code. You learn the villain, the rogue gallery. You learn about a huge amount of his history and then when again more mature and ready the arkham series is a whole i mean like you said it, that's the progression and when you hit that that's a whole lot more mature themes and a whole lot more mature aud- geared at a whole mo- more mature audience but again one leads to the next and there, it's like this step and this phase it, it, this and it's re- the, the progression. It's really it's a needed thing because you're not gonna get into Batman watching the Batman that's gonna come out um, if you're nine years old. That that's not the Batman that I I don't think I don't dude. I honestly I don't even think I. There's a shot. There's a chance that this Batman movie, starring Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. is going to be rated R. Right. And, depending on how far they take the violence and that's that's okay with me and my point being it's like <laughs> so to see <laughs> the the where this batman was grown from and and then but to see this more mature version of it i think it's a nice progression in the sense of 
the growth also of, and the aging of audience members and the themes that they can handle. Um, and I, I, so to have a starting point and a point you can always take, again, your favorite ba Batman or favorite Superman, and, and you can literally say, this is where I cut my teeth, and they, these are the same morals, this is the same character, but this is the character that, that if they really existed as an adult and a real person, this is who they'd be. Um, and I think for an audience, that's that's key. You got to have that growth because you you got to it's you can't expect your audience not to grow and develop. You know, we expect you guys to grow I, and develop. I, that's right. That's right. We are, as a whole, we are much more sophisticated now, and I am glad that stories are being told that recognize that. Um. And again, four I just hours. Hope that trend continues. Four hours of Zack Snyder's cut, and that <laughs> <laughs> that tells me also that they're starting to get audiences aren't so narrow narrowly focused that they can't take that much information and process it. And I think they have it right in releasing it in in the hour blocks because we like to take a break and process what we just saw. So to cram it all down our throats all at once on the first sitting doesn't allow, I mean, I think I feel like what they're doing is so smart because it allows people the time to process, speculate, and then come back and feel like, you know, get really jazzed about it, especially when if it's like week after week after week after week or day after day. You, the momentum just builds to that final episode, like we saw with uh, Star Wars, um, the Clone Wars. That final episode, those final sets of episodes, the last four. You remember that? Every oh yes. Week How could just, I forget? Oh, it was better and better, and the momentum built, and it was just great. And so, <clears throat> and that's a huge amount of information. I mean, you look at how much, how many hours of programming we watched just with that one season. Versus what you could have gotten if it was just an, a movie. And you couldn't sit and watch the whole... I mean, you could sit and binge the whole thing all at once if you really wanted to. But I'll tell you what, my ass would hurt so bad if I did that. Um, I'm not into it. I, I like to take the, the you know an hour, two hours, cram, you know, power it down and then digest what I just saw and... Um, the little things, the intricacies of how the story's working and developing over a course of episodes, that to me is so much more entertaining. And it again speaks to the fact that we're not stupid. There's a reason why epics like the Iliad have existed for as many years as they have is because, and things like them exist like that, because we do have an attention span. It's just... People like to process the information they're given. So it's why James Bond can keep coming back and coming back and coming back and still being a big movie every time is you get the movie, you process it, you get another one, you process it, you get another one, you process it, and you like the character, you like James Bond, and it's never really too much at once, I guess. I want another James Bond movie. 
It's coming, dude. It's just, you know, like everything else, COVID. Yep, I know. COVID but delayed I, it. I really no time to die. One. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Speaking <laughs> of James Bond, we can we should start wrapping this up. Yeah. But speaking of James Bond, Sir Sean Connery turned 90 the other day. So uh, Raising my fucking you know, drink to him. Oh, I love Sean, right. dude. That's right. Uh, God bless Sean Connery. Scotland forever. Um, that man. Beyond James my, Bond. My wife. What was your first I told, experience? Well, wait. Oh, God. Um, actually, I don't even think James Bond was my first experience. I think my first experience was Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Me too. I think so. I think I think that if I had to, if I thought long and hard. But and, uh, yeah, it's a Disney movie, you know. And actually, it's really funny. When I told my wife, I'm like, Sean Connery turned fucking <laughs> 90. And I showed her the picture that they put out for his birthday. I mean, good Lord, he doesn't look 90. He looks maybe late 70s, early 80s. Tops. Uh, Still a handsome devil. I'll say it. Sean Connery's a handsome devil. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my wife... uh, And then my wife started Googling pictures of him, and she she showed me a picture of... of, I think it was probably from, you know, uh, from Russia with Love or Dr. No or one of the early James Bond movies. And she's like, good God, he was a handsome guy. I'm like, he still is a handsome guy. And she's like, was his voice the same? I said, mostly... I said he didn't really – I think he altered his voice because he's Scottish. He tried to talk more British when he was playing James Bond. And then when he got into other roles, he kept his, his Scottish mm-hmm. thing a little more front and center. But I think in Darby O'Gill and the Little People, he used his, his natural He just accent. natural, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe his so. His natural accent. Oh, but yeah, I mean, God, God damn, Sean God. Connery, what a, what a fucking ah, legend. God. What a fucking legend. Right. And happy birthday to Sean Connery. Um and uh that guy's awesome you know yeah yeah what a just what a fucking legend i can't say enough good about sean connery and i i don't even don't even know that i should try right um, there's certain his, things his, he he's an entire his, that, episode or two like dude he, yeah yeah wow that legend, legend that legend stands all on its own it doesn't need my my nobody ass to hold it up that's right. for fucking sure. Oh, seriously. But holy crap, what I thought was going to be, you know, maybe an hour-long tribute and then a little bit of news to kind of lighten the mood a bit turned into two and a half plus hours of of wonderful nerding out and content. Mm. Down rabbit holes. We are, we are, we will fall down rabbit holes at a moment's notice, but I put that in um, the show. Like that's, that is, that is part of what you need to expect. It is in the show's details. As far as the little blurb, we go down rabbit holes freely and we intend to, because that's what we do. And we intend to, and we invite you to come along with us. But, uh, but for now, for tonight, um, this has been Buddy and Guy, and I want to uh, leave us the same way we came in. Uh, rest in peace to the great Chadmick Bosman. We will never, ever forget you, and Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever.